Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time it may be. Welcome to the House That Happens, presented live every week from Chewy's Bar Grill. Although this week we're recording from 409 Collision Center. I'm Andrew Milani. Hi, my name's Cruz. Cruz, Happy New Year. How you ha- doing? Happy New Year, buddy. How did it go for you? It was good. We had a nice, uh, quiet New Year's at uh, my sister and her, and her uh, fiance's place, Alexandra Mitchell. His family was over too. We had a great time. Played some Jackbox, sang some karaoke. Cool. It's a good night. We, uh, I always think that New Year's Eve is amateur night. So since we didn't have anything planned, me and uh, my lovely la- lady, Mrs. G, uh, we had a beautiful steak dinner. Beautiful. Cracked a little bit of wine and had an absolutely very comfortable night. Because when you're hanging out with your best friend, you're always having a good time, don't you think? Absolutely. What type of wine do you crack open? We had a bottle of... Uh, Gato Negro Chilean red wine. Oh, Chilean. Yeah. I Good like wine it. from South America. I like it a lot. Yeah. I, sometimes I drink too much of it, but that's okay. It's it's good. It was very good. It goes great with steak. Sure. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we had a nice, very, very nice uh, uh, New Year's Eve dinner. Just a couple of us, and we had a good time. We cracked a tiny bottle of champagne at, at midnight, mm-hmm. and everything was cool. Our dog was there too. Shout out to Stanley. Shout out Stanley. Hey, Stanley was hanging too, so that was all good. You know what I mean? Um, uh, that, what else was going on at New Year's at, at the time that I thought was interesting was um, the amount of people that were out there going to places that they thought they were going to have fun, and the next day they yelled that they spent too much money <laughs> doing stupid stuff. Oops. Well, that's what I said too. Yeah. You know, be careful what you wish for. Yeah, like what, going out to the club, that kind of thing? Yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. And spending oh, I, exorbitant amount, of some, double the money on everything you're doing, and uh, was it worth it? I, I hate clubbing anyway, so. Okay, that's a good thing. I'm not saying I'm not pro or con. I'm too old to do it. I, if you find the right club to do it, the right band, uh, I think part of the reasons is, is uh, Shoeys will be back next year because last couple of years, which I really like about New Year's, when we really don't have plans, a bunch of people that we've known and we hang out with all year fall into Shoeys, have a few beers, say Happy New Year's, all like our company, and we're on our way. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. We've done the last couple of years, so we kind of missed that, but we'll be back soon. We'll do it again. Chewy's will be open before you know it, right? Thank you very much. That's why we're holding the banner for it now. So when all you people are asking me for it, we will Chewy's will be back with a bang. Back better than ever. Uh, uh, of course, a lot happened in sports over the past week. Oh, t- a gra- it was a great week of sports. But before we go on, I think there's a little thing that happens that we want to identify as a house that happens that in this pop culture uh, what do you call it? Internet world and all that stuff that goes on. There's lots of things that happen where sports pour over into real life. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So some of the things that have been really on the market this week, I, me, Andrew, you, you can tell me to shut up at any time. There's two things that happened this week that I have to say. Let's get back to the sports element of it. And one thing is this. Um, I don't want to be negative about the whole Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, conundrum so to speak however yet here we are here we are um, we're killing it right here we're killing it here at the house because <laughs> this wa- is the third time you've said that we're killing it but okay. okay okay then okay maybe i'm making a mistake but the reason that i'm i'm killing it is because i i want to put it into this perspective long before there was a travis kelsey or there was a taylor swift thanks bud a taylor swift there was old men like me watching football okay mm-hmm. so what I'm trying to say is that if out of all these people we find three or four girls that have become football fans for the rest of their life, that is amazing. 
But I don't want to tell people that they don't like the way that they're being perceived in public because of how old school football guys are saying things. Because the reason we're watching it is because we like football. It's got nothing to. I'm gonna like yeah. you said before the show. I'm gonna watch football if Oprah comes down or anybody else. I'm gonna watch football. So I would just wish once and for all we could we could kind of. Move that over there. Like we've mentioned before, I seen the other night, Will Ferrell was hilarious yeah. at the LA Kings game. That's great. How long were they on Will Ferrell? I, f- I feel they show Will Ferrell too much, too. Okay, well, on, yeah. On the Canadian, especially on the Canadian broadcast. Like, oh, my God, a celebrity at a hockey game. Oh, my God. Uh, that might be part of our inferiority complex here, but. It could be. You yeah. never know. You know what I'm saying? But my bottom line is this. It doesn't matter what happened. People have to re- re- realize that the reason that they're in position to Make the money that they are. The popularity that they have is because of guys like me and you, Mr. Milani. We're watching for what reason? We want to see the highest level of competition that we can possibly see. All the other stuff is frivolous. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just, my rant is, and I'll, I'll, I won't bring it up again, is I don't care about that stuff. If it, does it add to the game? Is it going to make the Detroit Lions No, but you're not the game? only one watching. What's that? You're not the only one watching. And all those people are watching are great, but that's a sideshow that I'm going, okay, it's enough. You know what I mean? And the Will Ferrell thing is interesting because you are right. He was funny the other night, yeah. but I I thought of you. He was a little overexposed. Well, it's day. it's show business, right? You can't exactly. have... Yeah, it's, it's uh, they go hand in hand, right? So I go to the J.J. Watt school where he says this, after all is said and done, sports is still an entertainment business. Absolutely. You know what I mean? How you're going to look at it, which brings us to the second major thing that happened this week, which I don't understand at all. But they said the seriousness of the joke was not a joke, so to speak. So does anyone know if you must be living in a cave, if you do not realize the little Jimmy Kimmel, Aaron Rodgers, what do you call it? Dispute? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, Jimmy Kimmel said that he was going to sue Aaron Rodgers. for. Okay, uh... okay so let's, let's put it from my perspective. First of all, I am a Detroit Lion disciple, so for me to sit here and have to even think about defending Aaron Rodgers is rough. It's, okay. cr- it's crazy if you've ever listened to an episode of the show. It's uh, hard to fathom even. Okay, there you go. Okay, so, but Jimmy Kimmel can get on any night of the week, and he's been dragging Aaron Rodgers' dick in the dirt for a while. Yeah. Doing some shit, saying some stuff. We don't have to go through it all. However, this uh, there's a serious thing going on in the world that we don't want to bring up, and I think everyone should be shot that's involved in this whole supposed Epstein list. But Rogers made an offhand comment. I wonder if Jimmy Kimmel's name's on the list. No, he said uh, the yeah. the line was like, uh, I wonder if Kimmel is worried that the list is going to get out or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. But it was an offhand comment. Yeah. I actually watched the show live when Aaron Rodgers said it. I, I, I giggled and went on. I didn't, I did not, to me, it did not seem like that it was going to blow up to something of this level. That's what that, were, that got my mind. Anyway, my point being is that's the kind of things that interfere with the fact of I want to know who's playing this weekend during the game, what the point spread is, what are the field conditions is. I'm not really concerned about Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel having a pissing match. No, fuck Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I thought that happened. So we're not going to bring these up. We're just going to say that we would like to prefer in the future, we're going to try to talk little about this unless it's really in our faces because what we're trying to do, it all comes back to the game. Yes, yes. What's between the lines? What's between the lines is what's going on. We understand it is a business and we also st- understand it's an entertainment 
When how do you look at yeah. it? It's an entertainment. Football is a show. Baseball is a show. Hockey is a show. So that's just my our little understanding at the house that happens. We want to keep you motivated by the greatness of the games and not by people having pissing matches. One other little quick thing before I say, everybody out there, please go listen to the Cat Williams interview on the Shannon Sharp Show. Oh, yeah, that was making headlines too, especially uh, he threw a lot of shade at uh, the Joe Rogan and uh, his uh, buddy and whatever the comedians he's always hyping up that half of them aren't even funny but oh no and I'm a big Cat Williams fan and I'm glad he came back I, I've only seen half of it I'm gonna go home to see it the rest of the day if you've never seen a Cat Williams special go watch him now the guy's funny as hell but he's very might be one of the goats of comedy oh he's right up there but his his um, his intellectual articulation mm -hmm. is what will surprise you big shout out to Shannon Sharp for doing such a great job yeah on something like that. So we're, we're it's a night. And by the way, Cat Williams is a, a mad sports fan. You see him at the court side at the games. I think he's when he was in Sacramento and LA, but huge, mm -hmm. huge sports fan. And that's one of the other reasons I'm bringing it up. So what have you been observing this week in sports, buddy? Well, first of all, I'd like to give a big shout out to Tejan Buchanan. Uh, he just got bought, bought by Inter Milan, reported fee of 7 million euros plus uh, 3 million euros in add-ons, whatever that means. Uh, it's going to be a four and a half year, year deal with the Italian club. First Canadian player playing in the Italian city, ah, which is just cool as fuck, especially for for someone like me. Well, not only that, I'm as we all know, I'm not the biggest uh, footy guy in the world. However, the fact that we've got a Canadian on an international stage like that bodes well for all the kids that are coming up. It's been growing, right? There's already a few of them playing in uh, Ligue 1 in France. and Yeah. But, but know, it, there's it, been it, Canadians it, in uh, the Premier League before. But I mean to have someone sign on this scale is absolutely excellent for everything soccer in Canada. Don't you agree? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Especially on a grassroots level. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And anything that promotes sport on this level, the house that happens is all about that. Congratulations, young man. Hope you have a great career. How old is he now, anyway? Young. Hey, Jean Buchanan is uh, is 24 years old, so yeah, plenty of road left to go for the young man. Uh, wish him the best in uh, City uh, Don't do too much diving there. Okay, that's what I hear. <laughs> that's what I hear. Also, uh, Alfonso Davies could be on the move. I don't know if you've heard those rumors. Really? Yeah, it's. Uh, I believe Real Madrid is the front runner to uh, sign him away from uh, Bayern Munich. That's a huge signing, isn't it? That, that would be. That, that, that would be mega. This... Arguably the best left back in the world, too. So, um, Is it true that the Saudis are sniffing around him? I heard the Saudis uh, I mean, are sniffing, sniffing around, around everybody, everybody yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. So let's just, just go there. I, I hear you. I don't imagine he wants to go, especially at uh, his age. He probably wants to, is a little bit more concerned with playing competitive soccer. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Because he's still young. Was he like 28? 23. Or 23. Wow. He's still young. I've seen him play. He's a good, good player. Fantastic player. Fantastic. Um, Moving on. Something uh, that you're interested in is uh, college football. We had all the bowl games finishing up with one more left to go, obviously, in the national championship. I want to talk a little bit about this uh, Pop-Tarts Bowl, though. The edible mascot. No, 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 no. Before we go into that, I love all that. <laughs> this is number one thing we got to say. Go Blue Michigan. Did you see what we did on, on New Year's Day? Incredible. Uh, come out there. I want to say that we have the best front nine because they rotate them in. Nick Saban, great coach. I think the one thing that people escaped is the fact that Alabama played good defense, too. 
It all got, oh, no, there was no offense. Oh, defense was the story of the game. Exactly. And I like a good defensive game. I just want to make a big, big shout out to J.J. McCarthy, who Tom Brady has now endorsed as the greatest quarterback to ever play for the University of Michigan. And I'm backing that all the way. Go Blue. I am excited. I'm going to tell you this much. By the time they put the game on Monday night at 8 o'clock, I will be electric. I will be wired. I am ready to go. I will be in my Michigan gear. And if we win, Chevis Regal will be the the drink of choice at night. (laughs) I, I think this game could be a little bit lopsided. Well, the thing is, the kid, um, Penix Jr., the quarterback for Washington, I have already predicted he will be a regular starter in the NFL in the next couple years. Is he going into the draft this 100%. year? 100%. Not only the, the guy, he's a lefty like Tua. Okay. Not only that, but he um, his deep ball accuracy is stunning. Like, there's not a lot of guys in the NFL can lay a ball out there. Like he And he's got three good wide receivers. Yeah. So they could make it a game because it's going to go this. The, if you watch anything about college football, the word is now, and I'm going to go this way because it seems to be history does that. They say Washington Huskies has the best offensive line in the country. Hmm. Oh, by the way, Michigan has the best defense <laughs> in the country. So something's got to shake sure. on Monday night. And you know what I'm thinking? And all you people that have uh, that talked to me on the street and been saying stuff, I don't want to say F you, but when we win, I'm, I'm, I'm taking receipts. Okay. I'm taking receipts, okay? Now, let's talk about this Pop-Tart. The Pop-Tart Bowl. The first uh, edible mascot was at uh, the Pop-Tarts Bowl. Absolutely hilarious. That was... He went into the toaster. Oh, yeah. That that was was, was hilarious. I even forget who was playing. Was it um, um, Good Schools? Um, But but one of the things I want to bring about college football is I can't remember it. I had it written down here somewhere. The Pop-Tart thing was really, really cool. And it drew attention to the game, and it's going to bring it over there. But we got a problem with college football that we should... It was at Kansas State and North Carolina State. Oh, yeah. Kansas team was in there. In any event, we got a little problem here with NILs and stuff like this. Let's put it this way. Florida State cried like little bitches when they didn't get their chance to go to the game. And then the Orange Bowl was an absolute joke. Okay, so they didn't send all their guys out there. What was the score of the Orange Bowl again? I don't know. 63 went up. 63 on, to 3. Yeah. But you know what? No other bowl game with like top teams even came close to that much of a point differential. Um, but it you, was insane. But not only that, it was an embarrassment to college football because Georgia. Agreed. Georgia got upset by Alabama. There's some pundits yep. in the country that still say Georgia could still be the best team in the country. They just, yep. on any given Sunday, they lost. So they had nothing to gain. They're two time national championships. They're resting a bunch of guys too. And they showed up. They showed up and 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 won the game. But, I mean, that probably just speaks to the whatever, just the caliber of that program, though. That even like their their non-starters are able to pummel Florida State like that. Well, I think part of the reason they sat guys is because when they realized twenty nine guys from Florida State were not going to play. Come on, that's an yeah. embarrassment. And they were all saying, "Well, it's because of this, because of that." I'm draft. Okay, so I I I'm not an Alabama guy at all. Never have. Never will be you got to respect Nick Saban when he talks about the game, and he says he brings his players into the room because there's a William McGahee thing from years ago when he played in the Sugar Bowl and blew out his knee. He would have been a top-five guy. was never the same. They said, well, if he didn't play in the Sugar Bowl, this... Hey, you could get hit by a car walking across the street. Yep. Okay? The bottom line is he says he sits the players down and says, here is your option. This is what you want to do. And Alabama actually gives these kids money. 
to decide if they want to buy an insurance policy. Mm. That's absolutely incredible in the world of sports that I think it should be commended at a school that absolutely. big. Because, oh, you know, like they're, the, they're, the, they're this, they're that, they're the NFL run-through or whatever. Interesting way to put it at, that you would actually take the time to have consideration for the players, which is now a semi-pro league. Yeah, it really is. Do you hear the money that they say that um, Archie Manning in Texas may be making and he hasn't thrown it down yep. yet? Insane. <laughs> All because of the name. Ah, he's got talent, so... Well, I mean, if he had that talent without the name, do you think he'd get it paid as much money? The guy from uh, North Carolina that's going into the portal, or not North Carolina, one of the other schools going into the portal that's going down to, um, I think it's Baylor, one of the schools. They say it's two mil. Wow. Two mil going down the line. Nice little chunk of change. Well, you're a millionaire leaving college, so here's the deal. Uh, we're going to end our college football note on this. Besides, go Bloom. We're going to win. I expect us to win by 10. Is this going to be uh, uh, Harbaugh's last game with uh, the Wolverines? Uh, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about We'll do that in the football, football <laughs> okay. segment. Anyways, I'm going to end the college football thing by saying one thing. Give Reggie Bush back his Heisman Trophy. Oh yes. You know what I'm saying? Do you see where Klee Williams lives in L.A.? Do you see his condo? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Reggie Bush got a condo, lost his Heisman. Give Reggie back. The house that happens is going to campaign for Reggie Bush. Please get his Heisman back. Absolutely. Uh, we'll take this into the World Junior Hockey Championship. Canada uh, upset in the quarterfinals by Czechia. Uh, USA winning the gold medal, Sweden winning silver. Czechia ended up winning bronze. I don't know if you saw any of that game, the crazy ending. where uh, Unbelievable. Czechia, four goals in 50 seconds, a new tournament record. 100%. They go into the final couple minutes down 5-4. All of a sudden, they leave the game up 8-5. It's amazing. And you know what? Give this team credit. They gave Canada all we could handle. Yeah. Um, the Americans had to beat them in overtime. Uh, Wasn't it? They in, be, in the group stage? In the group stage, yeah. yes. So you got to look at it this way. The Czechs had a great... Uh, it's only they wanted... They went to a shootout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they had about eight shootouts or whatever. So um, I just want to say one thing. I'm not going to say... Everyone says it was a bad goal that that with that 10 seconds left, the goal that went in, that they got knocked out on. It was a fluky goal. Okay. My question is, we should have been better than that, so we shouldn't have to worry about a fluky goal because I thought the team was a little bit lethargic. Yeah. I didn't think they ever uh, developed an identity, and don't blame the goalies. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. You know what I mean? I Although it does kind of speak to a problem of uh, Canadians developing goalies, which has kind of steadily become a bit more of a problem the last 20 years. Well, uh, but they were saying that's in a lot of other countries too. But we're Canada. Well, we Do you should. remember 2002 Olympics? Ed Belfort couldn't even make it on the bench. That's how stacked we were in that. Point well taken. Point well taken. Anyways, I think that the Americans, were, uh, who were the pre-tournament favorites, went undefeated, had eight scorers of the top 13 in the tournament, nine guys that are already going straight to the NHL. They've been playing for three years in a row. Congratulations to the Americans on a great, great tournament. And they are now, what, third most junior championships Canada first being Russia second I believe uh that makes sense to me that checks out and uh I mean as much as it sucks that uh Canada didn't win I mean it is good for hockey that other teams do win this tournament we'll be back in Ottawa next year and we're going to take it all back but I want to ask you a question did you see the end of the shenanigans at the Sweden United States game yesterday Those extracurriculars oh, extracurriculars okay well I mean the game was a blowout right I okay God bless America 
everything that they say about bad Americans, I don't think it was that bad. But these guys were whipping their dicks out by the third <laughs> period. Uh, it was just, I was getting a kick out of it. They were trying to get the crowd to cheer more. The dude that said he's good looking, putting his hair back on the thing. But what I didn't like is it got really, really that Sweden. When has Sweden ever been tough? I wouldn't say that's what they make their bread on. Okay, so then they send out a six foot five monkey who's played one shift in the tournament to push around the smallest guy in the American team. That was Bush. That's a, bi a bitch move. Damn right it was. And not only that, did you see the handshake line? I thought it was going <laughs> to turn into WWE. It got pretty ugly. Not many guys exchanging uh, Facebooks on there. Oh, no. And not only that, one of the Sweden guys, didn't. they had to tell him to take his helmet on. He reached out to put his medal in his hand. It's like the kid the other year that threw his medal. in the stands? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that, by the way. I oh, I did, I did. You know what? That means that, that's competitive spirit. Hell, yeah. I want that guy. I want the gold. <laughs> yeah, I don't want this. I'm, I, 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 I always believe in that. I like the Czech celebration, though, because it brought their program back, and they weren't supposed to be there. Like, they won the bronze medal, and they had a pretty cool celebration, and they did some cool shit. So I, I, I dig that. Yeah, what uh, I mean, the Czech program, it was in trouble there for a little bit, but they're slowly building their way back up, which is good, because Czechia, they should be one of like the great hockey nations up there with uh, Sweden and Finland, right? When I was your age, they were. Yeah. You know they what I mean? made it to the finals of the first Canada Cup, I believe. Yes, they I mean, it was Czechoslovakia, but... Um, uh, what do you think of Germany just barely avoiding relegation? Bad time to be a German. <sighs> but, I mean, going to overtime against Norway, like... Crazy. Uh, I don't know, think anyone would have anticipated that because uh, going into this tournament. Well, the funny thing is, is that the Germans are trying to get a higher profile on the hockey world, and every time they take a step forward, they seem to take a step back. Yeah, but I mean, they hang on for now. Yeah. So if they come back next year and make it to the semis or whatever, we won't even be talking about this. Point well taken. And it is in Ottawa next year, people, in the nation's capital. And uh, Kazakhstan will be uh, joining the tournament next year as the 10th team. Are they allowed back in? They, what do you mean? They were never kicked out. Oh, I thought it, they No, were it's uh, Russia and Belarus. Oh, Belarus, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're the ones. That, Kazakhstan, I guess they're pro Borat, so. Uh, there oh. you go. We'll <laughs> give them that. If we can give them nothing else. Big They'll be in the top division next year. So uh, great to see for Kazakhstan. Great for uh, Nick Antropov and Evgeny Nabokov, even though Nabokov played for Russia. but That's another story. I just want to say this. I did not turn off the tournament when Canada lost. Mm -hmm. I still wanted to see some of the prospects out there. I wanted to see the quality of the game. Up until the third period, that Sweden-Canada game was highly entertaining. Our Sweden-American game was highly entertaining. The Finland-Czech game was highly entertaining. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we got quality hockey just because our country wasn't there, which was a bitch, pissed me off. When that goal went in the net, I was like, oh, give me a break. I rolled one up just to take the edge off. <laughs> I was just like, oh, what a way to lose. But at the same time, we shouldn't have put ourselves in that position. I agree. That's I agree. what it is. So till next year in Ottawa, great tournament. Always glad that. And it's coming back in Canada every year because we're one of the countries that keeps it on the cutting edge. Oh, yeah. It pretty much doesn't make money unless it comes to Canada, from what I understand. Sweden made money this year. They were well prepared. Sure. You know what I mean? I think but that's not always the case. No, I think part of the rivalry, though, which I did not know until last night's game, is that these teams that played in the finals actually have seen each other. A lot of these players have seen each other a lot in the last yeah. couple of years because they both won the under-18 tournament in the last year. One year Sweden won, one year America won. Yeah, so they're very familiar. Very familiar, hence the reason that we had a little bit of, um, what would you call it, uh, not-so-friendly handshakes at the end of the game? Sure. 
Okay. Uh, we'll take this from junior hockey to women's hockey. We the PWHL start on New Year's Day. Um, first game occurred in Toronto. Toronto versus New York. Toronto lost that game for nothing. Connie Schroeder had fantastic uh, performance for New York in net. Toronto getting the best of New York last night though when they played in New York with that funny rule. <laughs> yes, the funny uh, shorthanded rules. So I guess that's we're gonna get right into. So. In this league, if you score a shorthanded goal, you kill off the penalty. That is the most ridiculous thing. That, that is so 2024. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is so gimmickry. That is so TikTok. I mean, I, I, I kind of understand it. Where no, it's like, what's there to understand? Oh, you you let the other guys score when you're up a man. Like, go, it's like, go sit in the corner, basically. Uh, so what? You know, that <laughs> happens all the time. It could just, you know, the pop bump over the thing. Like, okay. I think it's going to cause too many problems. Just like there's going to be a situation where it's like, it's four on four, and then the other team's going to get a player back. And then, like, they're going to score a shorthanded goal, but it's really, like, an even strength one because the guy was coming out of the box. Then teams are going to complain, and then we're going to go now right you're back really to... Con- yeah, it's confusing. You're confusing yeah. me. Like, don't make my head spin like that. I think what they're doing is they're using the girls as a guinea pig thing because I think all the other leagues are watching this. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, uh, usually, like, whatever day they... Stop what if this catches on, though? I'll lose my shit. I'll completely <laughs> lose my mind. You know what I mean? I will say this. Look, I've watched a couple of the girls' games already. The quality of the games is good. I think the speed of the game is excellent. You know, and there is a... There, I agree. There's a, a modicum of hitting going on. Because sure. You're, you're, you're not... You are allowed to check in women's hockey, isn't it? Uh, really, no. But, I mean... Uh, it, the open it, ice it, stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, although like there's, I heard uh, one of my favorite sayings, and my favorite sayings is a saying that I can't fucking stand when they're like, "Oh, they put the whistles away in the first game." I'm like, oh my god, oh, we're gonna get to that later. <laughs> That's you just freaking like, stepped on my toe. I don't, I don't get hockey, especially like come playoff time at the change. Uh, whatever, we we've been here a million times. Um, Bottom what, line, great start for the league. Good yeah. crowd in New York last night. Yeah, uh, good, good, did, did they play that one uh, where the Islanders play? Because I know New York, they have two home arenas. It's where the Islanders play, and they have, like, another one. Yeah, they were on Nassau Coliseum, or the old, whatever that place no, is. The, the, well, the new one that they have. Yeah. What's, uh, UBS, I believe yeah. it's called. Yeah, but they had a, a good crowd. A good crowd. And speak, good to see. And uh, not only that, I forget who was there. There was actually not that we were carrying or not, but it was good to see. I forget which couple of female celebrities were there. I'd have to check it again to see what it is. I, I always, oh, it's like me, like you told me a good point. Remember the guy's name that you know you're talking about. But anyways, they had, yeah. Uh, was Billy Jean King read out the starting lineups in the Toronto locker room. I yeah, 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 like, yeah, cool. yeah. That's what I'm saying like that. You know what I they mean? They had one, um, there was like someone significant that did it for uh, the Ottawa game. I can't remember it. But that Ottawa-Montreal game, that was a pretty good one too. One of the first uh, games of the season. Love the speed of the game. That's what I'm saying. You know, it's quality hockey. Yeah, and one thing that initially bugged me was that the teams have no nicknames, just Toronto, New York, Ottawa, Montreal, Minnesota, Boston. That's it. Okay. So uh, no, well, well, I'm going somewhere with this. So yeah, I one, know of the things that, one of the points that I heard that actually kind of made me think and go, huh, was that this gives a chance for the nicknames to come about organically from the fan bases, which is quite a unique opportunity. I think that's really cool. So I can start thinking of names for the Toronto girls team off the top of my head? Uh-oh, be careful. I'm not going to say a word. My <laughs> lawyer is not present. Because I heard, uh, I'm your lawyer, it's okay. Oh, that's right. Okay, we're good. <laughs> um, just if it's on the record here, there's nothing I could do to save you. Uh, <laughs> you I'm already put gonna, it out I, there. I, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to be nice in the yeah. new year. It's more civility and more positivity. Because I heard rumors that Toronto is going to be like the Toronto Towers, which is like, oh my God. Which was, that was going to be the original name for the Blue Jays, I think, too, which is just... Well, 
a terrible hope. name. I, I heard another name too that that's related to Toronto, not just the towers. What would it is? What would it be? Um, something historically that was another horrible name like the towers. I think they should just tr- create something. Like remember, we, we have some fun with it. When the Raptors name came out, that caught everybody off guard. When they were naming the Raptors, they went, whoa! And now, look, it's a cool name. Well, they had, like, two dinosaur names as the finals. So Toronto T-Rex was, like, another finalist, That was too. horrible. That was just horrible. That was stupid. But when the Raptors <laughs> came out, I thought it was kind of cool. And I'd like to bring back the Dino uniforms, but let's not do uh, They'll always bring it back as, like, a throwback every couple of years. They make too much money on that. Of course they do. But one of the things that you were saying about the name thing, you knew and I had a disagreement about, you looked at the uniforms, uniforms. and said, oh, God, how are they ever plain? Are they ever ridiculous? Won't they do something with them? Well, on this side, this is why we have the house that happens. What I loved about the uniforms, it reminded me, like, of 1940. Okay, but this is 2024. So what? <laughs> what about the traditions of the game? You know what I mean? Let, let's just go. About, I don't know. I just think, I, that that's one of the things that comes with. It's just age so boring. Just like the name on a diagonal. And I like thought the, it was great. Everyone's got like the black. Show. It's a little too like. And if I don't they know. didn't have their names on the back, I would have thought it was even cooler. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of those guys. Because <laughs> some of the uniforms I see nowadays, I just go, really? Where did you get that out of a Cracker Jack box? So I think this is my thinking, and maybe it is because it is a new professional women's league. They're trying to um, make it look like they're going to establish it like old school hockey. That's how you start is old school. I, like, I, I I agree with that. I mean, I think there's a reason that it is. They are starting with six teams. I think that's very simple. There you go. Right? That's what but, I'm. There's a few things like that. But if they had to come out in like the uh, the Oregon Ducks pastel pinks flying around the ice. I would have lost my shit. You know what I mean? I'm glad they kept it on this level. Although I do believe with the popularity of the league and if they maintain it, some crazy ass shit's going to go on with them uniforms. Oh, I it, predict it always does. It's coming. It always does. It's just a matter of time. Like when we have the Fred Flintstone night or the jump in the river night. I don't think it's going to get that crazy because like, I think the one, because that's like a minor league thing. That's always just because like they don't sell tickets. And meanwhile, PWHL, it's looking like it is selling tickets. That's for now. Let's talk in two years. Let's it's good go hockey. Again. I think people will want to support this. Oh, I do, this. too. I think what we're going to do is... The game won in Ottawa, 8,318 people in attendance. Amazing. I, want, I hope the room wasn't papered. You and I are going to go down to a game. <laughs> if we can get tickets. If we can get tickets. Toronto's already sold out. For the year. For the year. But I heard there's a walk-up, isn't there? Every game? I have not heard that. Somebody was saying, I don't know where it is, if you want, but it's like you got to come down three hours before the game. They release like 100 tickets or something. Good luck. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just glad the support is that high and the quality of hockey is there to support the fan base. Yes. Uh, And we will take this into, because we've already been talking about for half an hour, the NHL. All-Star, the first uh, 32 players going into the All-Star game got announced. No surprise that the Leafs... Uh, representative is Austin Matthews. No surprise that the Habs representative is Nick Suzuki. Why are we still Second doing a... Second line rep- center. What? <laughs> Second line. Hey, listen. Well, I, I was just to say, why are we still doing one representative from each team? Stupidest like, it, thing ever. Are you- like, oh, we got to make it fair for the kids. No, no, no. That's just bullshit. I'm, uh, look, as we keep hab- tabs on the Habs, I don't think anybody on the Montreal Canadiens should be playing on the All-Star team this year. And I'm a diehard. I'm a disciple. I love these guys... The only thing I love more is my dog and my wife. Okay, so maybe the Detroit Lions. Oh, they're Michigan right up there. Oh yeah. They're, okay, okay. I, I got some friends. I got some friends. But you know what I'm getting at, right? You're like, who on Anaheim should be on the All Star team? Nobody. Who on the San Jose? Oh, should be on. Oh, Columbus. 
See any All Stars on Columbus lately? No, but I think it's all marketing. I'm trying to even think who they sent to the All Star game. Was it? No, it's not the kid. I know it's a defenseman. It's a defenseman, I believe. We'd have to check the yeah. roster if you pull it up. My point is this: first of all, um, I'm not going to be happy with the game because they're playing three on three. Okay. Okay. That, I'm not. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm. I don't know where to go with this. But the five on five All Star games were brutal. La, okay. So what are we going to do now? You made a suggestion, and 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 uh, we've heard it a number of times, and I sh- they maybe experiment with it. If you're going to go three on three, you can't go back past San Rice. Yeah. Why not use that? Oh, and it's Boone Jenner forward representing Columbus, by the way. Oh, it was a forward. Yeah. Okay. There's only only two defensemen got named. It was Quinn Hughes and Rasmus Dahlin were the only ones. Dahlin, I think, deserves to be on. Oh, I agree. He's been one of the better defensemen in the league. He just plays for a team that's uh, not too good. Oh, by the way, the guy that I wasn't paying attention to you uh, with the Minnesota defenseman, what's his name? Uh, Heskinen. Heskinen. Oh, Dallas. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dallas guy. You're right. That guy's a freaking... He's very good. Full on top six, maybe defenseman in the league, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, the All Star Game is great. It's in Toronto, which is a great place to do it because we're such a hockey city. First time since two thousand. Is that long? Yep. Wow. My dad was at that game. He hated it. Everyone did. It was so brutal. <laughs> it was just brutal. But it's good for the fan interaction. We got a a good thing going here um, in the city to, to support something like that. But when it gets to the actual product on the ice. Uh, I heard they're changing the uh, skills competition. They supposedly have some surprises for us. Yeah, I've heard like what the players uh, like. They kind of want to go back to basics. Which, okay, I agree. Yeah, but again, but that's not always the most exciting thing. We've tried back to basics before, and it's eh. I know NHL. They can never help themselves when it comes to doing all star. They have. I mean, besides the Pro Bowl, I would say it's the worst presentation. Because and you know what it is? It's a marketing delight that fails. That's how I look at it's it. It's for the sponsors. They want to say it's for the fans, but it's for the corporate sponsors. Oh, 100%. Like, who are they trying to fool? You know what I mean? It pisses me off when Friedman gets us like, oh, the All-Star Game's for the fans. Like, no, it's not. Stop it, buddy. Get Maybe for, like, here. kids. If you're, like, oh, under, yeah, yeah, if you're yeah, 12 yeah. and under, you enjoy the All-Star Game. 100%. So let's get away from the All-Star Game, and let's just take a look back. Well, at- well hold on, hold on. We we didn't talk about uh, the opportunity that this presents since they are going three-on-three. Three. The not being able to go past half. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's huge. I think they should just adjust that all the time. Okay. But why not use this as, like, the, the, the experiment the ground? The template. Yeah, The template yeah. to see if we're going to do it. I agree. Hundred House that happens. We're going to shout out and we're going to tell everybody. Because you know what? I Like, I mean, I've overdosed on hockey this year, and I'm not bitching. I'm just saying I've overdosed on hockey. But when they get to these overtimes, I take my dog for a walk. <laughs> Come on. You know what I mean? I have dreams. Like my favorite line is, there's Elvis Stoiko. Look at him doing two and a half with a Lutz or whatever you call that nonsense. Too much going back. Yeah. Uh, one thing I do like, though, is they are bringing back the uh, the fantasy draft aspect. So now it's oh, four yeah. teams. So it's probably going to be like a snake draft format, I imagine. Yep. Yep. I love that. Yeah. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Of course, that uh, opens up a big TV opportunity. Like everyone remembers Phil Kessel being drafted Classic. last. Yeah. There's the one Ovechkin when he wanted to get drafted last. Yeah. To get the car that he was going to give to a family. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Kessel handled it with such a plum, eh? Yeah. He was just so cool about it. You know what I mean? And because Kessel's still in the league, too, isn't he? Uh, he is unsigned, I, but I, he is uh, still active. Yeah, there's somebody pick him up. But in any event, if you want to watch the All-Star game... It's well, it's still uh, about a month away, February 3rd. Yeah, I think I'll be doing my hair that night, but I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, the fan vote runs in to determine the final 12. You know me, I've 
stuff that ballot full of Leaf players. I want to see Riley there. I want to see Marner there. I want to see Nylander there. I want to see Tavares there. I even put in a vote for Joseph Wall because why not? Why not? I, I, okay, I'll go put some votes into and stuff it in another You're direction. allowed 10 ballots a day. Okay. Oh, I'm going to get on that. In, <laughs> in, in any event, um, we should be discussing the current state of the Toronto Maple Leafs. We're going to get there in a second. I'm just going to say that I thought this week was a very good week for hockey. In this in this thing, as we when I alluded to when we started the show about the stuff that overlaps hockey and has nothing to do with hockey, but because it's an entertainment thing, blah, 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 blah. I think that I want to give a big shout-out to... Um, some of the American outlets that have really, really screamed hockey. Now, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. First of all, what? You guys never seen hockey before? I mean, yeah. Well, so with, you've never seen hockey before? That's what pisses me off about ESPN. Like, yes, they, they act like it's a brand new sport. Like we just what, just because it hasn't been on your network in 20 years? There you go. So that's what I'm saying. Like That part of it just makes me go, really? However, their promotion of it is actually very good. Big shout out to Mr. McAfee coming in with his cutoff Pittsburgh jersey on. He had the biggest rat, snake, piece of shit player I've ever seen, Marshawn, on for an interview. And they had a big hype on the Boston-Pittsburgh game. And look how that game turned out. Mm-hmm. Burn burner in Boston. What a great hockey game. But I'm thinking it was, maybe it was good hockey karma that a show of this caliber pumping hockey this hard and then you have a game that great mm-hmm. you know what i mean i thought it was great for the sport absolutely you know what i mean absolutely and then to follow it up the same night which wasn't really mentioned but it should have been mentioned was the dallas colorado game this game was a barn burner i'm gonna allude to my good friend here mr milani who is absolutely says mckinnon is maybe second or third best player in the league Second he, best. He was a horse the other night. Uh, you just he, one yeah. of those guys. He took said, "We're winning, yep. we're winning this game," and he beasted it, and they won in overtime. But yeah, it was, McKinnon's now tied with Kucherov for uh, most points. As I was saying, and you're still saying Kucherov's not a top five player. He's not. Oh, get out of here! All of his points are coming from the power play. Well, uh, it's a five on five game. Ah. Uh, Sometimes you got to go look at your guys on your team here. Come on. All your guys are getting all five-on-five goals? A lot more than, than uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are. Let's look at the Austin Matthews situation. Okay. Okay, he's not. He's about 50-50. Okay. So, so uh, Kucherov. Matthews plays much. defense. Kucherov does too sometimes. And he's a bitch, though. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, he's a minus points for being a bitch in my book. Okay, there you go. So we've already got a reason why he's never going to talk. Oh, come on! But like top five players in the league: McDavid, Matthews, McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Jack Hughes. I take Jack Hughes over. Uh, I don't know this season. I don't know. Jack Hughes got banged up last night. So before we get to the league... I still take Crosby over Kucherov, too, by the way. Crosby's having a great season. Yeah. Let's not deny. Let's not forget Sidney Crosby, who's just moved into 12th place all-time on the scoring list. Yeah. The guy is still... Like, let's not forget Seventh about... Seventh place in goals this year. Uh, exactly. Let's not forget the greatness of Sidney Crosby. Mm-hmm. All the years that he had taken bullshit, uh, that he's a whiner, the concussion problems, blah, blah, blah. This guy's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. There's just no doubt about it. But before we get to the Leafs, because we've got a few things to say, I just want to allude to another thing that we've talked about previously in here that you and I have had arguments about, and that's about the whole, let's get tough, should we be fighting, all that nonsense, which is another thing the Americans are promoting too much, in my opinion. 
However, we had a situation last night. It's always been a um, tool to sell the game in the States ever since like the 30s and 40s. Oh, well, it was yeah. on full display. It was on full display on a couple shows this week where the biggest highlights was, <laughs> and I'm just going, ah, please, let's get back to the quality of the goals that were scored. That's mm -hmm. what it. So anyways, I do think we got to protect the stars in our league. But you're not special. You're a special talent. But you're not special when you're on the ice. Anything that happens to you can happen to any player in the league. Did you see this insanity that happened last night in the New Jersey-Chicago game? Well, I saw the Bedard hit. That was clean. Yep. That was clean. I hope he's not hurt. He did not return. No, no. Okay, so what escalated after this? We had Felino acting like he was straight out of the freaking uh, Neanderthal age, for starters. Mm -hmm. I thought That's why he's there, though. Okay, because he's I, I do when you got to protect your player, protect your player. Okay, mm -hmm. I agree with that. However, let's look at it this way: when they started taking j shots at Jack Hughes, that's when I drew the line. Like you know what I mean? They took some dirty shots, and Hughes yeah. ended up leaving the game. So you got two of our young stars. One left the game on a clean hit, and we're not sure really why Hughes didn't finish the game, and that that kind of bothered me because I watched the whole game. I seen the shots that they took at him and some big boys just came over and gave him a shove. A couple guys tried to give him face washes and I'm glad that the Jersey guys all fought back. Yeah. Because that's at a point where I'm not letting you do that. Your guy got hit in a clean check so you're going to hit my best guy because you're pissed off. Yeah. And, and I mean Chicago's a bad team too. They got nothing to play for, right? Agreed. But at the same time, it's it's like I'm not saying I'm not saying that to defend them. I'm just saying that that is the way it is. Three thousand and fifty hundred point penalty minutes in the second period, pulling into the third it was like right out of nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, it was just bad. And and, then, and that's what I'm saying. If you're trying to promote the the sport on the highest competitive level, and you see it uh, fall down, succumb. To the stupidity of stuff like that. I'm all about protecting your players, and we're yeah. going to talk about this in a second. But that thing that went on in New Jersey and Chicago last night, I don't know who should be. I think that Chicago should be embarrassed about what they did. But guess what? Chicago fans were loving it. The place was going. So I'm going, regardless of my belief, there's an underbelly in this game that I've never subscribed to even when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, even as kid, like I like a great a, a spontaneous fighting, great. I get it. But all the stage stuff. I remember the bench. You, you can't imagine. Ask your dad. The bench clearing brawls and well, stuff. Well, my but, mom is the my, hockey fan. Some of that yeah. stuff back in the day. Was, oh, she hates it too. She. Uh, it, I have an uncle that stopped watching hockey because of that shit. Oh, it was it was so bad. It was like uh, Letter Kenny level insanity. <laughs> okay, like and and you just see it, guys, going over the board. And you know what it reminds me of, which I I, I forgot all about this which gave me new respect for the late, great Boreas Salming. When he had to fight Dave Schultz, that game, I remember, oh, yeah. I remember watching that game. And I, of course, you know, I'm a Hab guy. I couldn't care about the Leafs. I got a couple Swedes, no big deal. But I remember thinking about that too. I do remember that a couple of big guys went after Schultz afterwards. But here's a guy that's coming over from Sweden, which was the beginning of opening international hockey, so we have more players playing in the league. Mm -hmm. And the biggest goon in the league Starts beating on a guy who's never probably... Oh, but I'm not going to tell you about the reputation of Boris Salming. That's another story. But the bottom line is that... They, oh, let's see how tough you are, guy. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And that's what I seen last night when I was watching the Jersey-Chicago game. Some of those Chicago guys were acting like that. How tough are you? It's not about how tough you are. Let it go in the flow of the game. 
What it is you? kind of about that though, because isn't hockey like the, as much as we may, might not want to admit it, that the intimidation factor is huge. Always, but I mean, if you do it in a way that okay, if you hit a guy and he backs down, then you hit back. Okay, so let's let's just discuss some of the ridiculousness we've seen in the league this year. Did your buddy man deserve to be suspended? I well, mean, let's, I, let's save that for the Leaf segment. Okay, but, but no, or okay. well, he didn't get suspended. He got kicked out of the game. Okay, so. Before, okay, continue on. We're going on hockey because I want to. Because I, I want to. This kind of goes into the Cole Perfetti, Ryan Hartman thing that went down this week. Oh, oh. Okay, so what's your opinion on that? Oh, Ryan Hartman's a bitch. I'm not saying he's not, <laughs> but buddy shouldn't open his mouth. I, what's I, I, on I, the listen, ice? I don't think that's. Ba- I don't think that's a ba- uh, big deal at all. He just said like he said he was gonna hit me in the face, and he and did. He did. I, I don't. I don't see the big deal with that. It's not like he got, went up and said one of those things where the guy says, like, I'm going to eat your babies or something like that. He didn't repeat that to the media. I'm going to say this. It's just a simple, like, matter of fact thing. I don't have a problem with him. Like, he was asked about it. He said it. That's fine. If we found out all the things they said on mic'd up players in the history of sports, our grandmothers would lose their hair. I get that. But there's a fine divide between, like, saying something like, I'm going to hit you in the face and, like, the baby eating shit. Okay. That, okay. I agree. However, what goes on on the ice stays on the ice. I'm a firm believer in that. I think he brought brought a bit of a code. He broke a bit of a code. Now, is Ryan Hartman, someone should have punched him out immediately. That was dirty. Like, I mean, you say you're going to do it, and you do right it. Right off the face off. Right. Now, but you know what I would have done? I would have swung back. I would have given him a two-hander, but that guy backed down, and that's your f- fact about the intimidation. Well, that's, and so that, that's also a problem with the, they, the refs always see the retaliatory one, right? So who would have gotten the penalty? It would have been Perfetti. I would have taken a penalty. I would have taken... I would have swung back. Yeah, but then you put your team in a... You jeopardize your team's position. Okay, so then it's going to be for later in the game. You're going to realize I ain't taking your shit. If you I didn't play op- a lot you might of, not get that opportunity, though. I didn't though. play a lot of ice hockey in my day, but I played a lot of ball hockey, and I played in some big tournaments. And I went to the box a couple times because I went at big guys that were picking on little guys on my team. And then you can see my size. I'm 5'11", 175. I'm no big guy. But when guys took a run at my guys, I went at those guys. Okay, did I take some shots? Sean Burke, another story. I got scars on my arms, and I got knocked on my ass, okay? And I went to the box. But the reason was, I wasn't going to be intimidated. Like you were saying, the intimidation factor of the game. I think, what's his name, Pavetti, whatever? Perfetti. I would have taken taken the five-minute major. I would have taken a swing and freaking cracked a guy. I would not take that. But then again, isn't he European? He's Canadian. Then he should have freaking hit. He's him. also a little guy too. That's the That's problem. A, yes, he was a smaller and, guy. And Hartman's not a little guy himself. No, uh, I agree. I think Hartman's a complete bitch. I'm on he you like a bitch. that. And I, he's got a reputation. Everyone knows that. Exactly. The whole thing went on. I, I I'm going with that, but I'm still saying, regardless of the situation, I would have said keep it all on the ice. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a firm believer. Not figure it out on the ice. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Don't go to the press. Well, he was asked was, about it. He said the truth. I don't have an issue with that. I think he should have kept his mouth shut, personally. But that's personal opinion, is it not? Is that where we're going? So we're, we're, what's next with hockey? Because I got some shit to say about intimidation. Uh, you want to just get right into the Leafs week? Okay, we're going to get there in a second. So can I preface it this way? Um, the other night in the game, um, man got a boarding call and a game misconduct. McMahon. McMahon, yeah. Got a... Got a um, uh, what it was it? Five minute major. Five minute major and a game of misconduct yeah. for boarding. That Russian guy should learn how to skate. Did you see the hit? 
Yeah, he put himself in that position. He like turned into it. He turned into it, and he didn't. When you when you coach hockey, what is the forward supposed to do? He's supposed to close. What's that? (laughs) Not do that. No, but he was closing him off. Oh, you're saying from McMahon's position? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the way. If he didn't do that, he wouldn't. He wouldn't get get back on the ice. That's his job. Okay. So what ends up happening is, learn how to skate, Rushkey. You were off balance. You fell down. The only thing I've seen worse is when Ryan Reeves ran into the board because the board's injured him. That's another story. But that, the Russian guy, look, at the first thing I thought was learn how to skate, buddy. And I'm yeah. no Leaf supporter here. I'm not jumping up and down. But the fact that McMahon had to fight that brute right after. They sent the brute out after him. And the problem was it wasn't a time for the Leafs to retaliate because there was no score during the game. Yeah. So if they had to retaliate, it would have been the position that you said, and then Anaheim would have got the power play. So they were defenseless in a situation where McMahon really didn't do anything wrong. No, although that fight ended up benefiting the Leafs because the guy got the instigator penalty for it. Which it did, which took two minutes off the penalty, which is okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, but what was Anaheim thinking? They weren't. Okay, come they're, on. They're, well, they're in the same position as Chicago. With it. They're not a good team. I thought that was completely insane. Now, um, before we continue on with the Leafs, here's what was juxtaposed upon that. I don't know if you've seen the Cousins hit on what's-his-name against the boards. Mm-hmm. The guy was down, and Cousins has got a reputation. Yep. Okay, so he comes across. The guy was on his knees, and Cousins says, well, since you're on your knees, I'm going to drive you into the boards. No call. No call. So what happens is Zucker says, I better take this into my own hands. And Zucker gets a three-game suspension. What's up with that, NHL? That's crazy. Mr. Batman, can you come down to the house that happens to explain this bullshit to me? Like, why didn't Cousins get a penalty just to start? You kick McMahon. How about George Peros explain? George Peros is probably um, cerebrally challenged. Okay, come on. How like I'm watching both games. How can you explain to me a lifelong 50 plus year hockey watching fans that had to live through that insanity that we talked about in the 70s? Mm-hmm. And here we are in 2024 and I see this nonsense. How do you justify that to me? You can't. When I see both results, I'm going, no, 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 no. There's something wrong here. Right. What happens if this isn't a playoff game? Third period. Oh, boy. <laughs> Are we going to have any issues? Or- They're going to put the whistles away. Oh, here at the house that happens, if we hear somebody say, put the whistles away, do we get to kick them in the... In the pills? Yes. Do we get to do something that insane? Because if I hear that one more time, I'm going to lose any time. Oh, the refs put the flags in their pockets. All of that. I am so... Oh, or pick up the flag. Pick up the... Or... No, we'll get that later. <laughs> or let them... Oh, they're letting them play. What's worse? They put the whistle away, or they're letting them. And those play. are synonymous. So it's the same song, yeah, right? Just different chorus, you know, different verse. Come yeah. on, I'm tired of that because I'm going to get back to this. I wonder how many times billions of dollars are affected on those kind of situations now. I mean, it's been there forever, but now the yeah. gambling is legal. Like I hear people questioning it all the time now about what's going on there. But the bottom line is, I'd like to have more consistency. When I'm watching the refereeing in the NHL. Because, like I said, this was a great week for the game. There were some very, very high-end games. And let's talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs this week. Yeah, so, I mean, the big news really was from last weekend when uh, Sheldon Keefe really showed the team who's boss by scratching a fourth-line player. Wah, 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 wah. Whose attention was he getting? 
I mean, I guess Samsonovs. I guess he got the fans' attention by uh, putting a spotlight on how bad of a coach he is. Ooh, zing! I thought maybe he was getting Samsonovs' um, uh, attention. Where Samsonovs is where now in Hamilton? Marley's. Marley's kind of like, like they're not going to play him with the Marley's, from what I understand. He hasn't played yet. They're not going to play him there. So what's he going to do? Go to a I shrink? think they're trying to just like figure him out, trying to get his uh, head back in check. Is this like a Manoa situation in hockey? Um, uh, I mean, I guess kind of, but like, I mean, Samsonov Manoa was sucked. a fitness Samsonov issue. Samsonov sucked. He... I thought you said you weren't going to say that on the show anymore. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, his performance sucked. Sorry, Samsonov. His performance <laughs> sucked. The bottom no, the results sucked. The results sucked. Okay. <laughs> the bottom line is Martin Jones is now the most valuable player in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I mean, you can make an argument that backup boys have been like the MVP of the league this year. Well, yeah, it's kind of like the quarterbacking situation in the NFL, but we'll yeah. get to that later. Bottom line is this. I, I, I feel good for Martin Jones. You know what? Here, here's the deal. Played great. He's played outstanding. Now, here's what happens in hockey, which is why we love the game. That Anaheim game, I thought they should bring in the guy, Hildeby. Yeah, yeah. A lot of oh. people thought they would. Okay, including so. Including myself. Oh, me too. In any event, they're just saying this guy. They're not sure if this guy's ready for prime time. He's still young. He's 22, I believe. Yeah, and has no experience beyond the Marlies or any kind of level yep. like that. Okay, I get it. The bottom line is, is like the Leafs still need the points. So, like, why squander the opportunity to take two points and put in the kid and he blows it, okay? What really impressed me, and I know that you say Keith is a shitty coach, the way the Leafs have played the last two games even though they're against inferior opponents, it's the way they played both ends of the rink that really impressed me. I seen Matthews knock two guys down. I seen um, Marner defend um, Matthews behind the net. I actually seen Marner knock a defenseman out of the way so they could <laughs> block a shot, which is I can't believe I'm, I'm ever saying Marner and Tough in the same sentence. And by the way, Matthews, his splits uh, for goals this year, eight on the power play. 22 even strength. I'll give you the benefit of a doubt then, okay? <laughs> Whatever. Kucherov, I'm having a beer with you, but that's another story. Ugh, bottom yeah, I'll, I'll leave you guys alone then. Uh, bottom line is, is um, that's a coaching thing. Got to give Keith credit. They, they changed the way they were going. They're back to that circle back with the defenseman. I think Ty Domi. I yeah, mean, but how long is this going to stay for? You got to stay that way. Look, look when Dallas. I, I agree, you got to stay that way. But how long are they going to stay this way? Every time I, they, I think they're going to regress back to the mean because they're going to tune out the coach. I'm every, telling you, every time I see the Dallas Stars play hockey, they look the same every game. Every when I see the Winnipeg Jets play well, hockey, how long have they had their coach for? I don't know. Not as long. Second year. Okay. okay Same with Winnipeg. Get... How long have they had their coach? Second Three. year. We'll get. Uh, he's old school though, isn't he? Bonus. Yeah. He's sure. Old school coach. We'll get back to that in a second. In any event, I'm I'm, I'm thinking that the Toronto Maple Leafs. You're Leaf... proving my point. I love this. Ah, stop it. The bottom line is, um, I think that they like. I know you don't like Keith, but I mean, if, if they listen to the coach and play this way, it'll take them a lot further. This is playoff. Big if. Big if. Okay, so look. look every what what's repu uh, keeps reputation in the playoffs? He gets out coached every, every okay. single time. I'll give you that. Then I'll give you that. Maybe this year is going to be different. Um, no, no, that's insanity. <laughs> okay, great. I'm not cheering for the Leafs. So they're gone in the first <laughs> round. I ain't losing no sleep. But anyways, Connor Bedard out four to six weeks. Oh no, broken or fractured jaw. Oh boo. 
Sad year for rookies like that. Him and Joseph Wald, arguably the best two rookies this year. So he did. A significant time. So what are they going to say? Going to end up saying it's a dirty hit? I don't think it was a dirty hit. I mean, just because a guy got injured, I don't think it means the play was dirty. No, I think the problem was the guy was much taller than Bedard. I mean, a Bedard was three inches taller. We, we, we figured this could be a problem for Bedard. He's not a big guy by any means. 5'10", I believe. But they got to learn when they're cutting into the center. Remember when Colefield got wiped out in Calgary last year? It was the same move as Bedard last night. They cut back to the middle. This ain't junior hockey, kids. No, it's not. You know what I mean? And you cut back to the middle, there might be a wall sitting there waiting for you. And I did not think that the check on Bedard last night was... I'm very disappointed to hear that he's out. Yeah. That's just a complete drag. It sets everything back. Good luck to Connor Bedard. Hope you're back. See you sooner than later. But let's get back to the issue at hand. Yeah. The Toronto Maple Leafs are going to have to play this way for the rest of the year if they want... They've got to keep banking points. Because I've seen last night... After, and have success in the playoffs. And have, okay. Because if they don't make the third round this year, people are going to be rioting on the streets. And if they make the third round, everyone's going to be calling for the parade. But that's not my point. My point is this. Like I said, I've seen the Dallas Stars play. Minnesota's coming back. When I see these teams No, play, Minnesota's... They lost four in a row now. Oh, that's right. They did. They were on a good run there. Is it four in a row now? Four. Uh, but they yeah. lost a couple in overtime. Yeah, Remember? well, they have a lot of key players injured. That's probably yeah. playing a part of it. But it, they're... They have too far back to climb back from, you know? Well, in any event, what I'm, what I'm saying is uh, when I see certain teams, Minnesota, Dallas, not Colorado, because I see them play some nights and I go, what team is this? And the next Jekyll and Hyde. Night. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I mean a team like them, Vancouver seems to play the same way every night. Philadelphia seems to play the same way every night. I think you have to have it going into the game. And we're building a little bit of culture like this in Montreal, just we haven't got all the talent yet. And this is what the Leafs have got to learn. you got to play the same way every night. Sure. You have to. You know what I mean? And by the way, shout out to Winnipeg. Number one team in the, in the NHL as of today. Big shout out to the Winnipeg Jets, who at the beginning of the season, when we were doing preseason prognostications, prognostications, we were saying how far would they coyote off the cliff? Yeah. When you think about it, remember we said Winnipeg, in between the fan base, blah, blah, blah. All this other stuff, and here they are. Best team, best record in the NHL. Yeah. Huge, huge shout Although, out to the Winnipeg Jets. They're still having trouble with attendance. Really, nine thousand a night. I heard right. Yeah, and it's it's a small barn too, so they got to be selling out basically to make it work there. And there's right? not enough corporate money in Winnipeg anyway, so you add it all up. But I still say congratulations. Yeah, lowest, uh, lowest home attendance of all uh, thirty-two teams. Oh this year. boo! You know who else is in that bottom five? Is that Montreal? Are we really? Yep. People aren't showing up for us? Except for Saturday nights. Like, well, there is some magic in that building Saturday nights. I don't know what it is. I don't know how many horseshoes you stuck up J.K. Allen's ass on the Saturday night. But you guys seem to get to find a way to make those tight games work on Saturdays. We are the third highest team that played one goal games this year. I think we played 21 or 22 one goal games. Now, think about Montreal and the attendances. I will... Uh, I'll defend him this much. We're, we're what, 25th in the league in attendance? 28th. 28th, and we're still getting, what, 18-5 a night? That's not bad. But, like, your barn, doesn't it see, like, 20,000 plus? It's, tw it's it's 25. I think 20, 20. 5. That's a That's a significant percentage of uh, of the arena that's empty, though. 2,000 seats? If it's 25, then that's What's like, your average attendance? Is you got you got it on the thing there? I just had it. I, I think it's it. 18, isn't it? Your average attendance? Yeah, but like for somewhere that's like over 20,000, that's not great. 
Everybody else in the league would like to have 18 showing up a night. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> what do you mean? If they're bottom five, they wouldn't want that. Well, a lot of the other Columbus's <laughs> arena is not that big. The places in Florida aren't that big. Um, Arizona is not that big. You know, what Columbus I'm is outselling Montreal according to this. Wow, really? But what's their attendance? What's their maximum attendance? This one just shows the bottom five. Oh my god, now it's being slow. Okay. Washington second last this season, which is a shocker to me because that they were selling out every night. You when they were winning. It's called the fickle fan bases when you're not winning everybody. Montreal's notorious. So, um, you know that's the biggest difference between Montreal and Toronto? What? Toronto fans show up no matter what. Montreal starts losing, the fan base sits at home and says, get better. Yeah. That's been a tradition since my whole lifetime. It's not that the fans don't want to show up. They're telling management, we're not going to show up if, you don't, if you're not winning. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Which is a strong yellow to the fan base, from the fan base. But in Toronto, it's never like that. Well, because there's too much corporate money. Maybe. There's a lot of corporate money in Montreal, too. A little bit more. Yeah, but than uh, in Toronto, the whole lower bowl, they're selling out no matter what. Uh, agreed. And, like, even the upper bowl, it's all, it's been people waiting in for season tickets oh, for, like, how many years? Since I've been Decades. born. Since I've been born. Exactly. But here it is. is um, Montreal is considered one of the t five best stops in the NHL for players. When they went with yeah, when they want to go to a place where we we're going to Montreal this weekend, yeah, let's stay an extra night. You know that kind of stuff's going on. But let's let's not regress. Let's continue about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. So, um, one thing I wanted to get to is uh, the Nylander contract rumors. Oh yeah. Uh, I this must. Peak. You I, heard that they got offered the Pasternak deal. I heard when I heard what was going on eight with, by eleven point two five. In case you don't know. Oh, I knew. I, I know the numbers, but I. Well, maybe our listeners don't. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. But I'm going to be honest with you guys. If you could see the look on Andrew Milani's face right now when he has to say that number, look up cringe in the dictionary. <laughs> His face looks like cringe. No, not at all. Wait a second. You're Mr. Cap friendly. Yeah. Okay. How much is the cap going up by next year? Four point five. That's the rumor. And how much would this be an increase on Nylander's salary? About 4.5. A little bit under, actually. So what are you going to do for a sixth defenseman? You're going to buy me? Uh, Well, basically, there's, well, there's a lot of money coming off the books, too. So there's going to be a lot of contracts. Like, okay, Riley's, like, he, he's set. Okay, we got Marner in a year. We got McCabe another year at two. Connor Timmons another year 1.1. He might be out the door, but okay. regardless. And then uh, TJ Brody's $5 million is off the book, so that's a lot of cap space. So you're not bringing Brody back? I doubt it. Okay, so who are you going to have on defense next year? Chili Willie, Yosemite Sam, and a couple we'll bring of... bring like back a... Benoit. He's an RFA. Oh, well, okay, that's right. Lilligren's but... going to be back. He's an RFA. Okay, okay, okay. those are two guys, and you got Riley. But what I'm saying is you got to have depth to win in this We'll sign league. somebody. At what? You're going to get a less than average player because you're going you to play a less than average. Unless the guy emerges. Brody's $5 million is coming off the book. That's a lot of cap space to deal with. And Samsonov, he's not going to keep uh, coming oh, yeah. back. That's okay. going to be like, what, another three and a half? Yeah. Okay, I, I got Wall you. Wall salary is set at uh, under a mil next year, so that's... You're playing with house money there. Okay, agreed. But what do you? Okay, so what are you going to do? Your biggest problem is what? What is the number one thing that Toronto Maple Leafs are looking for right now? Defense. Okay, so you're going to let these guys go at the door because of no money? You're going to be in the same situation as last year, and you say you keep doing the same thing. I'm saying we're going to upgrade. Upgrade to what? With what money? I just said there's. I just gave you all the. You are talking about the. Oh no 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 no! You're not looking at the facts. I'm looking at the facts. No, you're not, because I'm saying there's like over eight. No, more actually coming off the books. You're saying we're going to do with that. You could do a ton with that. Okay, first of all, I'm going to give Nylander half. 
No, but that's already set with well, how much the cap's going up. Wah, 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 wah. And then Brody, five mil. You're Sam's not bringing Okay, so you're going to get a defenseman better than Brody on the fucking cuff? Maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe I'm going to win the lottery tonight. Come on. I'm, say, I'm saying maybe through free agency, but you might have to go the trade route. Still going to cost you money. If That's you fine. Get, okay, if you get if we got money. It's okay. Yeah, Mr. Cap Friendly, stop it. I'm right. on Cap Friendly right now. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm saying. I like that side. I hear it. Max Domi, is go, uh, $3 million is going to be off okay, the Okay, so who's your third line center next year? Fraser Minton. Oh, you're killing me. He's not going to be on an entry level. Yeah. They tried him out this year. looked pretty good those first few games. You agreed with that. I did, too. And he, but okay. he looked a little lost in the tournament, I thought, because trying to always get the that, number That's apples and oranges. Yeah, but okay. So that's we're not gonna the see NHL. There. Okay, so what I'm getting at is this. The example being the Las Vegas Knights. They roll guys like no tomorrow, but they don't have four guidelines. Here's the problem. I did not know this until this week. Next year, there'll be 11 guys. Okay. In the NHL, making over $10 million. Okay? Okay. How many are the Toronto Maple Leafs? There's going to be four. Don't you think that's a little bit screwing up your competitive balance, bro? You missed your salary cap. I want, you know what, fans? What's this date today? January, January 6th. 6th. We're going to mark this down this time next year when we're talking. I want to know who's playing defense for the Toronto Maple Leafs. That guy that plays for Letter Kenny. You're going to be on the team you wish. or whatever. You, wish. you know what I'm saying? You, you know, you got to look at it. I'm going to, I'm going to say this. I don't want to show at what? It. Look at it this way. You got to have depth to win in this league. And there's, they're going to have the cap space to do that. Okay. Let's be realistic. Okay. So they're being realistic. Okay. Let's get the numbers. We're going to go with the numbers. Okay. Um, Nylander gets the bump on the salary cap jump. Cause he's, yes. he's getting eight. He's getting eight now or seven. Uh, just a hair under seven. Okay, so now you jump them up. Five million jumping them up. Nope. Why Four, not? That's not that's not that's not what if the he's making is. six now. He's making seven. Okay, seven. So he's gonna jump four. Four and a half. Under four and a half. So you still have a little bit extra to play with with oh, the cap you're jump. You're splitting hairs now, Mo. No, we're not. Every okay. set matters in the cap. You know this. So We've why didn't they sign him? Okay, why, why I'll agreed. I'll, I'm not gonna this night. Why didn't they sign him this summer? I don't know. So they could have signed him for nine, eight years. He didn't want that. What's that? He didn't want that. No, because the Leafs are freaking playing around with it. He said, let's wait. How do you know? Where are you getting this from? Uh, All your buddies. Who? Um, What's the guy's name? Um, Dreger? You never trusted Dreger. I don't want to hear his name. Okay, but anyways, Dreger said it. Um, Dreger? No, we don't use um, his name. Brunt said it. When did he say this? This week on TV. So So wait, wait. He said it was a Brunt. That they're the playing around? No, what they said is they put a offer on the table, okay, which was about eight or nine million. And Nylander turned it down. What's that? And Nylander turned it down. No, I think it was. No, they, they offered him just, what was he getting now? Seven? Yeah. So they, they, they only wanted to bump him about two million. Yeah, and Nylander said no. Because what his agent... Nylander wants uh, like 10 mil plus. Okay, but yeah. at that time he didn't. He might have signed no, for 9.5. No, that's, that's not true at all. How do you Every know? Other, Chris Johnston, uh, Elliot Friedman Chris, were saying otherwise. They're the two best hockey reporters. What, okay, here's what Brent's theory was this. He said oh, this. I don't care about his theory. I want facts. Okay, well, nobody's got facts. They're all insiders. Okay, then. What are we talking about Okay, then? so I believe this. I believe this. I think Nylander's got an amazing agent. Because what he did is he sniffed around the league and said, hey, if you got a chance to sign Nylander, what would you sign him for? And they all said, we'll steal him from the Leafs for $10 million. Bingo, game's over. Now Nylander starts the season, has the best season of his career, jumps to 11. 
So what my point is is maybe okay. they should have paid him the nine five. They, that was never an option though. What was it? What was it? What, what was your belief that the offer was this summer? First of all, I heard it was only. I heard it, I heard it was nine, but then I heard Nylander wasn't interested at all. That's the facts. That's I heard that. I, 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 who, who can we prove this? No. So we're all. Okay, you can't prove what you're saying either. So I believe. I believe. I believe that his agent, who are scumbags of the earth, went around and sniffed around, and that's why they didn't sign him. I think it was more the agent and Nylander because it's well known fact Nylander does not want to go anywhere. Okay. That's a gimmick. That, we know that. We Okay, so what I'm saying is that it was an agent thing. Like, they went and sniffed around and just said, hey, Vegas, what would you do to get Nylander? Because they don't have a player of that magnitude, so they said, well, what do you mean Jack Eichel? Well, no. Who would you rather have, Eichel or Nylander? Eichel, any day, every day. Really? Eichel's the, the center. Size? He's got the size. He's, got, he's a better goal scorer. He's not having as good a season as Nylander, I don't think. It's not just about the points. Well, Nylander, both ends of the ice, is much better. I got to give him credit, but then Eichel again, was a consummate candidate in the playoffs last year. Well, because Neilander never got that far, so we don't know if he'll ever get that far. So we'll never know if he'll get any. Neilander's never been up for a major award, so. But he, you know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at. I really think it's the agent thing, and I've never thought about that until it was uh, what is his name Brunt or whatever that brought yeah. it up. I said that's an interesting thing to do. You got a good agent, Toronto. Put All the, these guys do. But, I mean, they put the offer on the table. Let's go sniff around and see what everyone else is saying. Allegedly. Yeah, and allegedly he was only getting nine. So we're both in the same boat. Let's see what he signs for. When he signs for 11-5, I'm going to call you personally and say, who's playing defense for you next year? I'm telling you, we got plenty of cap space. You're not listening to the Okay, I want to know how much cap. So the average good defenseman in the NHL right now is $4 million a year. Okay. If you're if you're fourth best defenseman. And we have best. way more coming off than that. I don't know okay. what we're arguing about. Okay, so then Brody's gone, is gone. Yeah. Um, is Unless there- he comes back for cheap. Maybe he signs a sweetheart deal like Giordano. <laughs> and what was the guy that you... Maybe, did- okay, maybe not like Giordano. Uh, but maybe he signs for like two or something. Hyman was going to stay, wasn't he? But he didn't give a sweetheart deal. We no. can keep naming guys the last few years that are left. That are I'm fine with it. not bringing Hyman back. But he's a quality player. That's, it's not about being a quality player. It's about fitting guys under the salary cap. And you can't... You oh, gotta, did you just send a salary Oh, cap? no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. And I, I, let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. And what are your most important positions? Down yep. the middle, defense, defense, goaltending. Got you. Got you. No And problem. you're already spending a lot of money for your two best wingers. Other guys got to go at a certain point. Okay, so the thing is this. Your biggest thing right now the Toronto Maple Leafs need is what? Besides a goalie, but everyone does. You want defensemen, okay? Like everyone else. Like everyone else. Okay, so now what you're going to do is, let's give a realistic number here. You're saying they're going to have $9 in cap space, right? More. Okay, what do you got? Let's just let's. Because like, uh, there's gonna be Domi. They gotta take into account he's gonna come off the books. I don't imagine he's coming back. Okay, so Domi goes and you put in Minton. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you the benefit of a doubt on that. Okay, so now who do they have in defense playing right now? Riley, Brody, McCabe, Lilligren, Giordano, Benoit. Okay, Legacy's your number seven. Okay, so, and I think he could get better. Giordano can't play forever. Benoit has been a revelation. Last time I checked, Brody plays with Riley. Yeah. I don't know. I watched a few Leafs games. I see Brody with Riley. So Brody leaves town. Who plays with Riley then? We'll figure it out. With what money? You got twelve million. I'm gonna give you. I'm <laughs> what do you give, mean what money? You're saying I'm gonna give twelve million. You're, you're going, your, your argument's not consistent because you're going like, oh, how are we gonna do with twelve million? But meanwhile, you just said your, your good defenseman makes like what four million? Four million. Before. You could pay three. Oh, oh, we'll see. We'll see. I, but you know what? Every, I, I don't. Okay, your math's I, not mathing. Okay, well, I'm gonna try to put it this way. 
At the end of the season when it comes and you got $12 million and you got three defensemen, you're going to have to go out there and pay for them. You know what the problem is? What? The market's going to go up because the cap's going to go up. So all those guys that you're fighting for, there's going to be okay. all the other guys are going. So that $4 million a year is not going to be a $4 million defenseman anymore. He's going to be a $5 million. How do you like that, Mass? How do you like those apples? It's okay because so we already now, have... We already have two. Hold on, hold Because we already have... We're going to have what? One, two, three... Four or five defensemen already set for next season. So we half just need these two. guys you didn't even want on the team before. So now you're going to who who uh, Lilligren. I no, you like a, him? I have never said one bad word about Lilligren on the show. Check the tapes. Okay. Sandine, I would shit on all the oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the guy. I knew there was a guy. <laughs> He's out of town. I'm good. Okay, but in any event, I think you guys. But you know what? It's a league-wide problem. It's a league-wide problem. I agree. It's a league-wide problem. I don't think the Leafs are in a bad spot at all, though, with their cap. I don't know. We'll I think they planned, and like I gotta give Dubas a shout out here. The way he planned out the cap, or I mean, it's him and uh, whoever the Shannon. Well, uh, the other no, guy. but the the well, his first hire basically, um, Purdom. Yeah, Purdom. Yeah. Okay, but but I'm getting at this. We'll see. You know what? It's going to be the proofs in the pudding. How far are you guys go in the playoffs? That's yeah. what's going to determine how well, you're that, going to. That's a next year problem, though. The way you're going. Well, you're still going to need an defenseman. If you guys if you guys get knocked out in the first round, I'm not. We shouldn't concern us. You're talking about next year's playoffs with this cap issue, though. That's your issue is this year. If you guys don't I, win, I know. Two I know why you're jump, You're the one jumping back and forth. Okay, so we'll forget about next year. <laughs> so you guys only win one playoff round again this year. Say you only win one. Okay. Play, your success is conference finals or nothing. Because one of the well, things... Well, I want to see the team in the Stanley Cup or nothing. Oh, then that's... But that's what the fans say. It doesn't yeah. seem like management's saying that. It sounds like they got a bunch of guys... They know. The I think they know. Oh, I think they should too, but it's never brought up, is it? Got to make the boys happy. No, how do you make the boys happy? You win them happy by winning the yeah. Stanley Cup. So I never hear that. I mean, well, it shouldn't... Well, I mean, it's obvious, though. I think, like, other teams don't bring this up. Vegas, because we're winning the Stanley... We want a Stanley Vegas Cup. Vegas is one of a kind. Okay, Tampa says, we want to win a Stanley Cup. The New York Rangers are saying, we want to win a Stanley Cup. These guys put it out there. Toronto wants to win a Stanley Cup just as much as those guys, but they don't say it like that. They say we got our big four. So I want to hear the organization saying it ain't about the big four. It's about the ring. That's what I want to hear. Well, wasn't Toronto. that a big deal when uh, they hired uh, Trill Living this summer? That was a big issue they said they want to fix. Exactly. So yeah. they, And I haven't seen it fixed yet. All we're talking about is contracts and freaking cap friendly and money. I want to talk about that. Look, Munch well, like you said, though, it's going to come down to playoffs. Exactly. Montreal's talking about Stanley Cup. What are we doing talking about Stanley Cup? But we're talking Stanley. Here are our guys. We're going Stanley Cup. What's well, everyone that? says end the rebuild. That's like, oh, that's what we're going to aim for. And no, they said we're done. We're not. We don't want to be going forever. We want to be Stanley. What's the guy? That's in what Montreal? I'm saying. Every team, every team in a rebuild is talking about that. But when you go to the press and you say it that loud, I've never heard Shanahan wants to win a Stanley Cup more than anybody. Come on, the boys from Mimico grew up in Toronto. He wants to win a Stanley Cup more than anybody, but I don't hear them expressing it as loud well, as I hear. Shannon doesn't do. speak to the media very often because he's smart. He's smart. <laughs> okay, then you're speaking on both sides of your mouth, and you're no I'm the no, other. Yeah, guys. You are, no, 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 because you're saying on one hand he's not speaking about the Stanley Cup, then on the other side you're saying he's smart for not speaking. Which no. one is it? Okay, I think that what he does is he knows that the overreaction of the press in Toronto is insane. Obviously, so, so he has to be. So he he's. Uh, 
he's uh, handcuffed by the fact that the Vegas press isn't this crazy or the Ranger press. Okay, so you answered your own question then. Bottom line is I want, if you're a Toronto fan, I want to know that my organization is saying my number one objective is to win a Stanley Cup, not number one, I want to make Nylander happy. They never said that. When they ever say that's their number one priority. Seems to be all I hear about. How to keep the boys happy. That's not from Shanahan's mouth, though. That's from the press. Oh, that's why the, maybe the problem is. I don't know. Okay, we're going to end the conversation like this. We're going to talk about this the rest of the season because it's the proof of the pudding is going to be the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. So when you guys lose in the second round, I'll be laughing you like... Wish. I'm not saying nothing. You, you haven't wish. done You haven't done No, it. you are saying something again. You're, 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 stand behind your words. I'm going to stay behind my words. I think that... I hope you guys are going to the conference finals. Did I not say at the beginning of the year? I don't know. You said that last year. I haven't heard that from you this year. I'm saying I, for the city of Toronto, your grandmother, every Portuguese grandmother, every Italian grandmother, every Greek grandmother, I want the Toronto Maple Leafs to go to the conference finals if they can. It's on record of me saying that. If they don't, my heart will bleed purple piss, okay? So that's what I'm saying. My bottom line is I want the city, I want the, I want the organization to scream as loud as a fan base. Is that the best way to put it? Yeah, but you just said they can't have it that way. Well, they should. Let's change the, let's change the narrative. I know You're not going to change the press here in the no, city. No, but I, I, I do. I, I mean, I'm talking a little bit out of both sides of my face with the Shanahan thing. I do agree because he stays away because he knows how vicious this press is. But I'm still saying sometimes I want to hear a little more of this because I hear it every day in the streets, man. Like I, I, but you know what's going to happen, though? People are just going to say, like, show it in the playoffs. That's going to be the oh yeah, answer oh from yeah. the fans. Okay, there's no doubt about it. Now, I just want to cut to the chase really quick on this, though. Um, someone said the other day that, um, and we're going to get this towards the end of the show because we're getting a little tongue over. That was a good conversation, by the way, buddy. Bottom line is, people are saying how big of a tr- city, sports city is Toronto. World class, in my opinion, as big in North America as it is. However, let's cut to the chase here. I had to argue with somebody the other day when they talked about when the Raptors won the championship, it turned Toronto into a basketball city. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Huge fan base. Huge fan base. Great support. Let's see. If the Toronto Maple Leafs were to win the Stanley Cup, that parade the Raptors had will look like Sesame Street. I agree. Thank you very much. I just want to be out there because, Mike, if you're listening, and a few other people. No, I watch basketball just as much. Okay? No doubt about it. This is a hockey town. I don't care. We're a sports town. Yeah. We're a big sports town. Let's not. Blue Jays included. Yep, yep. We're a big sports town. But the crowd, the, the top of the mountain sits who? It's the Leafs. Thank you very much. And if there's anybody in this city that thinks otherwise, must be suffering from dementia doing bad drugs or has just got amnesia because that's just the way it is in this city you know what i'm saying hence the reason that the 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 screaming so loud from the fan base is should be stanley cup or bust Uh, it is you know it is you know what i mean anything else we want to talk about hockey yeah so i want to talk about some of the anthems we heard in uh, California. I loved Anaheim Anthem. I loved it. I loved the guitar anthem. I thought it was amazing. I'm going to just tell all you people out there, better than the chick that sang the night before. Oh, well, she was, she was awful. She was, I can agree on she was awful. Um, you know, I, I hate it when like these anthem thing, singers, they think they're Whitney Houston, but they can't sing like Whitney. No, no, no. Stop it. Go in the way. You know what? I, I wish that we all like Adam Wainwright. When he sang the national mm-hmm. anthem with the guitar guy, it was understated. Yeah. It was really cool. That uh, Anaheim one wasn't understated, though. That was off the charts. That was bad. Why? 
I'm a guitar guy. To, I, I like guitar too. I'm a rock guy. You know that. Okay. But it went, just went on too long, and it's just like, oh, my God, like this goofy guy with the scarf coming on to play the guitar. Nylander couldn't keep it together. Neither can I watching it on TV, to be honest. I He's a good guitar player. He's a fine guitar player, but it's just like, okay, I, like, I, I don't care for the uh, five-minute uh, Star Spangled Banner. Let's, let's get to the game here. Okay, They but, keep finding ways to extend the national anthem. Okay, I don't know minutes. if they should extend it this way, but I, I will agree. Sometimes you got to remember this. The anthem done properly at the beginning of the game can incite the crowd in a way that'll give them more reason to push for their team. 100%. I'm not, okay, agreed? So that's why I think you should continue with the anthem. However, it doesn't always work out that way. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Okay, that's just the issue. I had no problem with the guitar guy because you know what I'm going to tell you the truth? Honestly, while that guy was playing, I told you when I watch sports, yeah, I have a guitar you- in my hand. So when that guy actually was busting into it, I actually had a guitar in my hand when the solo started. So I said, oh, let's turn this up. Like, I'm sitting here with my guitar because I'm, I'm constantly doing that. Like, yeah. when I watch sports, I'm noodling on my guitar. What else am I going to do with my hands, okay? So I just like to noodle on my guitar and play stuff because I think one day I might be good, but that's just another story. I'll just be, is my Zach, I'll entertain, okay, if you're listening, son. But in any event, I had the guitar in my hand, and this guy came out, and I seen the guitar, which is a nice guitar, by the way. Sure. And I went, wow, this should be interesting. You know what it was? It was just too bombastic for people to grasp it. And if you're not a music person, throw the guy out. <laughs> that's that's what I, that was why. Because at the end, I thought this is kind of cool. Then I, when I see Nylander and a couple guys in the band, I said, "Ooh, this is not going as well as I think." <laughs> no, to no. me, I'm I'm having a good time with this, and I'm sort of looking around and going, "Hmm, they're not interpreting this the way I am." No. Okay. That's like my favorite one was I think it was like a New York uh, Buffalo game. This is like five years ago now. They had like some kid playing, doing the Star Spangled Banner, the American guitar, and then the play-by-play was just like, that was an interesting rendition of uh, Star Spangled Banner. Oh, the greatest one of all time will be Carl Lewis at the basketball game in New York. That was the greatest one of all time in humility. I mean, in stupidity. (laughs) Yeah. Let me give one more time. Oh, my God. I'm I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Speaking of uh, top five athletes, I can't stand. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't like Carl Lewis? No. I think he's obnoxious. Greatest one of the great. I would rate him. As, I, I like in terms of like his uh, track running ability, fine. But I just I just think he's obnoxious. He needs to learn to shut up. He can't. That's the problem. He can't. I think he's one of the five greatest athletes of all time. But I'm not a big fan of Carl Lewis. The Carl Lewis. Carl Lewis. Yeah, exactly. I know what you're saying. Like at, at moments, yeah. and learn how to dress better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that's all I'm saying. Uh, a couple more quick hits. Uh, Ottawa hires Dave Poulin. I think that was a great to pick up. Probably it's sad because TSN's losing one of their best analysts, I think. I just seen him on TV. Um, they brought him on um, Overdrive. Overdrive. Yeah, it was a good did, interview. Did you see that? I thought it was an excellent interview in this way. He goes, I've been talking about this for all these years now. Now I can't say any of this when I'm out here talking about it. <laughs> I, I thought that, what a professional answer, yeah. which was true. Because, you know, O-Dog was just, was it O-Dog grilling him? One of the guys was just grilling him about stuff. And what did he say? I'm not an analyst anymore. Yeah. I got a job to do. And I, I want to jump in the TV and say that's one of the most honest things I've seen in sports all year. Like, yeah. what are you going to do? You're Dave Poulin. How many times do I listen These to you? These are all those buddies too, right? Exactly. So, yeah. They're out for beers in the whole nine yards. But it, that was good television to me. I got more respect for Poulin. Not that I didn't have any yeah. respect. He's one of the few guys on TV I prefer to listen to as an analyst. I really like the guy. But to hear him in that perspective, what a great interview, though, eh? For sure. Unbelievable. That's why I watch TV. And you know what I do? And I, um, Overdrive, which is the all-Canadian show, 
polite, bland. All Toronto uh, show, but <laughs> no, all no polite, bland, and a little bit cranky. Yeah, too much hockey, too much hockey. Like well, I said, uh, they're, they're all hockey guys. They all played uh, major junior, right? So don't talk about basketball when you don't know what you're talking about. Be careful Ugh. what you say. Yeah, like I hear them say some basketball shit, and I go, "Oh, come on, guys! I know more than that." But then again, I'm more versed in all the sports because I work for the house that happens. Sure. Okay, we'll get there. Anything else hockey? Uh, I just want to shout out, uh, we talked a little bit about Nathan McKinnon. Best Colorado Avalanche in history, I'm willing to say. And, I, and this is from wow. someone that's like... The Joe that, Sackett yeah, guy. I'm, I'm Joe Sackett fan number one. Wow. I'm just going to tell you this. I've always liked McKinnon. You don't get to see as many Colorado games as you usually do, but as I've been off work and I've got the box, I go looking for the best game of the night. So when I checked the game that night, I seen Colorado-Dallas. That was on my mark. I'm going to watch this game. I'm lucky, fortunate enough to be in that position without sure. having to play it for center ice, okay, <laughs> which is just a scam. And all our, all, our, all our sports things are going up in the new year, eh? They're adding money all into a game, yep. those sons of bitches. So Nathan McKinnon, and one thing you keep forgetting about, what a beast he is. Oh, animal. He's got that dog in him. Oh, huge, huge. But not only that. I want to know who's the better skater, him or Austin Matthews. Because my Austin Matthews is the same power skater as McKinnon. He just doesn't show McKinnon's edge. Is that a good way to put about it? Yeah. Even though I've seen Matthews hit a few guys lately, which is the way you're brought up in hockey. Come on. Uh, Matthews is from freaking Arizona. Freaking yeah, McKinnon's from, from no, down no, east. Down, yeah. And okay, enough said. Enough said. Okay, you know what I mean? Uh, we'll take this into our Saturday night pick em. Let's get it on. So there are 1, 2, 12 games on the docket here today. Last week was not one of my better weeks. Uh, no, it was not. I was 7 for 9. You were 4 for 9. I was awful. Glad I didn't gamble on it. <laughs> I was awful. I was looking at the scores, and I, I tried to be a little bit of a smartass, like I know it all bullshit. Nah, you sucked. Uh, first up, we got Calgary at Philly in a matinee. Jack Jacob Markstrom starting for Calgary. Carter Hart starting for the Flyers. I'm actually going to call the upset. Calgary's uh, been a smidge hot lately. Give me the flames on the road. I'm going to say no because what happened the other night with the flames getting, I mean, Philadelphia getting bitch slapped by who was it the other night on the road? They got slapped by somebody. I think they're going to come home and... Um, Philly got to, smacked, you're saying? Yeah, they lost 5-2 to who? I can't remember. I had it up. But yeah. they, they, they haven't been, look, been looking that good lately. And your boys let in some bad goals. Carter Hart? Yeah. I, don't think I still think boy. he's a good... I still think he's he's just pretty good. I'm taking the Flyers. Uh, Florida at Colorado. Uh, no confirmed starters yet, but it's expected to be Bobrovsky versus Georgiev in net. Uh, Florida is probably coming high from uh, beating the team that beat them in the finals last year in Vegas. I think they're going to come back down to earth a little bit. I'm taking Colorado at home. Not a chance. This Florida team is on a mission. I seen that game too. I seen the Vegas, uh, I should have brought that up, the Vegas-Florida game. What an excellent game. And when it got to the fourth quarter, or the fourth quarter, the third period, um, uh, Florida just pushed them around. They're a tough team. Yep. Um, do you think they, pause here. Do you think they should call it the Frank Selke Trophy? continue to call it the Selkie Trophy or the best two-way player? I want to call it the best defensive player, but I don't think well, that Barkov is. All, that, that, all the NHL awards are named after people, though. Okay, so then then how do you define it? It's supposed to be the de best, best defensive forward. That's in the definition. Okay, so you think Barkov's the best defensive forward in a league? No, but he scores. It's the be it's 
really the best two-way forward. It's like the the Norris. It's the best defenseman. But really, it's the best offensive defenseman. So then I think that they should clarify that because I don't think Barkov is the best. I agree. Okay. Anyway, we'll get that there. Uh, I'm taking Florida. Tampa Bay at Boston. No confirmed starters yet, but expected to be Vasilevsky versus Olmark. I'm taking the Bruins at home. I hate to say it, but I'm taking the Bruins all day because they're pissed at losing the big national TV game, getting beat by Pittsburgh, and all, and the, and Marshawn being on the McAfee show yeah, yeah. and all the hype, and they lost. They did make a nice comeback, though, because they were down 5-2. Sure. You know what I mean? Okay, but I'm taking the Bruins. Uh, Minnesota at Columbus. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury confirmed for Minnesota. Daniel Tarasov confirmed for Columbus, Minnesota. Not looking so good lately without Kaprizov. Without uh, Gustafson and Nett, I'm taking Columbus at home. Really? Yep. I'm taking Mini to keep their chances alive. I miss Kaprizov. He's one of my favorite players. And you know who is really looking good, too? We'll, we'll get to it when we get that game. Uh, New York Rangers at the Montreal Canadiens. Jonathan uh, Quick confirmed in net for the Rangers. Samuel Montembeau confirmed in net for Montreal. Like that's I, a win for me. I'm taking As soon as Montembeau is playing, we got a better chance to win. I'm taking Habs. Uh, like I said before, Montreal's got horseshoes up their ass at the Bell Center on Saturday night, so I'm going with the Habs. You Thank are you. Too. Thank you, yeah. Jake Allen looked horrible against Buffalo, eh? Did you and, see And it? you still think you can get a first-round pick for him? Second round. I, I heard one of the GM said it's extortion what Montreal's asking, so I, oh, think, I, so I don't think you're getting that first-round pick. I, I've heard worse than extortion. <laughs> I just, you know. But, but you know, when you got it, why not? The reason he's not moved already is... I think the, the theory I heard is that they're, like, they have the price they're putting out there and then the real price, so we'll see. Closer to the trade deadline, yeah. he's going to be gone. But no, I've heard that, too. And even though we keep tabs on the Habs, I've heard that we, we're just being ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, continue. Uh, New, Vancouver Canucks at the New Jersey Devils. Thatcher Demko expected. Well, no starts confirmed yet, but Thatcher Demko versus Nico Dawes is expected to be the matchup. Uh, I'm taking Vancouver on the road. Vancouver, wow. Devils, this is their number three starter they're putting in net. Wow. Not boating well. Okay, I'm still going to take the Devils. There's something about that team that I think I like, even though Vancouver's a top team. Can I mention something about when you play center ice? You know what happened on my TV the other night? What's that? I don't have the, um, I don't have the, uh, the package. That's why I got a box. So anyways, one time I hit my PVR to record the Devils game. And I think that I hit the button that said, get every Devils game. Oh, shit. Okay, I, okay, which worked out well the other night because all of a sudden I looked up and I seen my PVR was recording the Devils game. So I go, I didn't see that. You know, you go through the thing, yeah, Sportsnet yeah. and everything. Somehow it recorded the game on center ice. That's not bad. How does that? I'm worried. I'm checking my bill. Oh, fair <laughs> enough. Because you know what I mean? Like that was a center ice. Like I checked, I go, well, I got the, how did I get the Devils game? And it recorded the Devils game from the package. Yeah, check, check that. I'm out. checking that. Was that like some kind of artificial intelligence that screwed me over? I'm checking my bill. Yeah, you know what I mean. Continue. Uh, Buffalo at Pittsburgh. Uka Pekalukkanen confirmed starter for Buffalo. Tristan Jari confirmed for Pittsburgh. Penguins have been a modicum of hot lately. Give me the Penguins at home. Taking the Penguins too. Uh, next up, the one we've all been waiting for, Toronto Maple Leafs at the San Jose Sharks. Martin Jones confirmed to be the starter against the team that he took to the finals way back in the day. Mackenzie Blackwood unconfirmed, but expected to start for San Jose. You know I'm taking the Leafs. 
you have to take the Leafs because they're whole. This is the end of their three-game trip. Yep. And the thing was, they wanted to get at least four or five points out of it. They got the four. Let's finish the deal. Yeah, I mean, going through and winning, uh, whatever, sweeping the California road trip isn't quite what it used it's to be. But but uh, if it's there, you take it. You exactly. Know what so I think that they should. I'm I'm with Toronto. I'm on board on Toronto tonight. St. Louis Blues at the Carolina Hurricanes. Bennington expected to start for St. Louis. Antti Ranta confirmed in net for Carolina. I'm taking the Hurricanes at home. They may be the hottest team in the NHL right now. Yes, sir, they are. You know what I mean? So I'm and against a team like St. Louis, who is in big trouble everywhere. Yep. Uh, Got to take Carolina. Nashville Predators at the Dallas Stars. Uh, Kevin Lankinen, uh likely starter. He was the last goalie off the ice today. Scott Wedgwood confirmed in net for Dallas. I'm taking the Stars at home. All day long, and I like Wedgwood as a goalie. I think he's pretty solid. Yeah, and the battle of the backups should be an interesting one tonight. Yeah. Uh, New York Islanders at the Vegas Golden Knights. Ilya Sorokin, the likely starter for the Islanders. Logan Thompson expected to be a net for the Knights. Give me Vegas. I'm taking the upset here with the Islanders. Okay, I think Vegas. They've been cold. I think they're going to find a way out of it. And last but not least, Ottawa Senators at the Edmonton Oilers. No confirmed starters yet, but Anton Forsberg versus Stuart Skinner is expected to be the matchup. I'm taking the Oilers at home. I'll give you three goals in Ottawa if you want. (laughs) So you're going with the Oilers too I'll give you three goals on that one Ottawa is a just complete Dumpster fire Worse Worst If you know what I'm saying So we are mostly on The same The same track here Although with a few uh, differences But uh, Should be interesting 12 games Good luck Cruz Good luck Mr. Milani Okay Which moves us on to our basketball talk it does. Okay, we're not going to spend a lot of time because the show has extended well, and I really liked our conversations today. However, I just want to say one thing. Congratulations, We because we the story broke because we were here last week. Yes, it did. I still say that the uh, uh, Drago did not have to take the team out for dinner because they couldn't win for three in a row. You've heard that, eh? Yeah. Okay, he didn't go for dinner. Now, I'm going to say one thing. If you, I, I watch a lot of basketball. We've seen some marquee stuff going on that makes all games great, and I'll get to that in a second. But here's the issue with the Toronto Raptors right now. Make a decision on Pascal Siakam right now or play him for the rest of the season and give him his contract. Number two is this quickly guy is a great basketball player. He went to Kentucky. Mm -hmm. He wasn't getting his chance um, in um, New York because of Brunson. And now he's here, and he's overplaying. How did we leave him with the shot to win the game last night? I didn't understand that either. Okay, you know what I mean? Okay, Siakam wasn't going there. Scotty Barnes isn't our best three-point player. We could have had Schroeder out there. Could have had Gary Trent out there. And Gary Trent is looking like the lost guy in the lineup now. In any event... Oh, for sure. I think he's probably going to be gone by the deadline. I really believe that quickly. I've liked a guy in New York. I've liked them all the thing. And R.J. Barrett's going to be better, too. They're overplaying now. They're excited. They're looking, yeah. getting all this chance to play. And then what do they end up do? They end up making some turnovers and stuff. Because the game before um, quickly was what? Five for nine from three? Yeah, it was hot. Then he goes out last night and he thinks it's the same game before. It doesn't work. Ask Marcus Smart. Guy's been shooting under 30% for three-pointers. And last night he drained eight. Yeah. That's just the nature of the game. So I'm really looking forward to the Toronto Raptors because they look better as a team. They got rid of Precious, and Boucher had his best game last night. Yep. You know what I mean? So maybe they fit him into the rotation. I mean, that that trade, that's one of the big things we didn't even get into last week, how it just like helped our rotations. I mean, obviously the Precious one was obvious, but it really helped our guard play, which was a big, oh, huge. big ask. I mean, we still need another big. 
Oh yeah, we, but, but I maybe this is the opportunity because Boucher and and Precious were fighting for the same time, the same space, yeah. So now maybe if Boucher gets more time and he's a better three point shooter, he can make the three. Made a big three last night. Yep. But the bottom line is, I think that the Toronto Raptors have a serious shot at making at least a play-in now. And not only yeah. that, they played at the Arco Centre last night, which is one of the toughest venues to play in in the NBA. Now that Sacramento's winning, mm -hmm. you hear it around the league, that is like... The Golden One Centre or whatever they call it now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so we used to be the Arco Centre, yeah. but... Um, as I'm old again. But what I'm saying is that it's still the old arena where the like the fans are right down on the yeah, crowd. Yeah. And Sacramento's always been a serious basketball town. It's just that when they sucked, nobody showed up. <laughs> and they sucked for a long time. Yes, they did. But right now, uh, they got a good team. I want to ask you, so last night there was a report that got out that Sacramento was going, or they were like a serious front runner to acquire Pascal Siakam. All of a sudden, a couple hours after, literally like maybe a little bit before the game starts, Another notification pops up on my phone. Sacramento out on <laughs> Siakam. Well, they probably talked to him for 10 minutes and said, this guy's got bit, bitch potential. I think no. he told him to fuck off. Who's that, Sacramento? No, Siakam. I think oh. he thinks he's probably too big time for them. He's like, I want to go play for the Lakers. Oh, that, that's it. The Lakers. The Lakers going to, what are the Lakers going to give us? Oh, I, I, maybe he waits for free agency, but... Maybe, I don't know. It's, the I don't, Lakers I don't think Siakam's not. concerned with the, what they have. I think he's like, oh, I want to play here. Listen, you know? I used to like Siakam, and I'm Me saying too. this. He's he's playing some decent basketball right now, and even though we've been dragging his dick in the dirt a bit lately, if he stays in context of the rotation right now, he's a valuable piece that could get us some credibility, especially we going into the playoffs sure. with, with his experience. Okay? He does ISO a little bit too more. Now, what I've noticed in the last two games is our number one guy is Scotty Barnes. Scotty, yes. Scotty, stay aggressive. I know he looks like he's trying to let the other guys in on the game. But I think he, like, you no, know, you keep being Scotty Barnes. Let those guys work around mm -hmm. you, not he work around them. Because R.J. Barrett looks like a young pony out there. He's just running around with sheer excitement, which is great, which I've said before. Give him 10 games to settle in. You know what I mean? Because he's he's a pretty solid, and he's playing in the rotation in a defensive way that Darko's working him, and that could be very good for the Raptors. For sure. You know what I mean? For sure. I don't want to spend too much time on basketball. It's only about 20 games in, but part of the reason that we watch these sports is like we're always saying it's the competitive, highest competitive balance. Two things went on on the last few days in basketball that just blew my mind. One of them was the Giannis against Wembenyana game the other night. This is theater at its finest. Here's Giannis, who I consider maybe the best player in the NBA. If he's not, he's definitely top five. Mm -hmm. And and he's playing on back-to-back. -back. Giannis is playing on a back-to-back, -back, and they lost to Indiana the night before. Wemben Giannis said, this is Giannis. I'm going to show him that I want to be in this league. And these two boys went at it. Did you see the block that Wemben Giannis yes. had? Okay, and then not only that, and how many times that freaking... Gianna shook Wembenyana in his shoes with the moves. Yeah. What it made for was a very highly competitive game against a team that has NBA champions aspirations against a team that's still rebuilding, have sucking performances, yeah. so, so to speak. So not only did we have that great battle against the Giants in uh, San Antonio, Greg Popovich has become absolutely insufferable as a coach. Why is that? Not his coach is a press guy. I know he's got that. The other night, did you see his press conference? He walked in the room and he goes, I guess you guys asked all the questions. He didn't even sit down. You just seen the camera on his chair. And he said, this is what I got to say. You guys know it already. You guys have a good evening and walked away. 
was just Popovich at his best, worst, whatever you want to call it. But sometimes I just think that coaches should be bitch slapped too. That's all I'm getting at. But there's one more other thing I want to talk about is that if you don't like basketball, you got to like Nikola Jokovic, the Jokic. Jokic, whatever. Did you see his um, buzzer beater three? Yes. Did you see the ex- – I don't think he jumped that much when they won the championship. <laughs> but it was – just Maybe when he got like a, his first horse or something. He, oh, he I love that. High. I love that. You know, when Jamal Murray talks about him, he goes, what are you looking at, a good horse? Like, it's just – if you don't like the Joker – you don't like sports. This guy is such, in a weird way, he's the anti-personality personality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is yeah. that You know what I'm getting at? I love the guy. I love him in interviews after the game when him and Shaq were talking. And uh, um, Kenny, answered, Kenny Anderson um, answered him in, in Serbia. Greeted him in Serbia, and then Shaq tried to do the same, and just Kenny got Smith. You mean? I mean Kenny Smith. Yeah. Sorry, Kenny. Um, yeah, he uh, another time. Don't know the guy's name. Turned uh, down a job with the Raptors a couple summers ago. Who's that? Kenny, Kenny Smith. Yeah, because he's making too much money. I think in his position. Although he hinted that he will go to work for an NBA front office. No, so, not you don't now. think so? No, no, no. He, that's too much money. He's making too much money on that show. There, and that's, uh, you can't beat that. That's one of the best panels. I agree. In in agree. all of sports, are not there, but. Uh, when Djokovic beat him down, and guess who did they beat? The Golden State Warriors, who were winning by how much with six minutes left? 18 points down in Golden State, and guess what happens? They got their ass kicked in the end. 24-3 to run to end the game. Goodbye, Golden State. Same thing last night. What I'm not liking about the NBA is they, they market stars, which you should. Yep. Let's market the stars. Got to see the stars. NHL has problems with that. Okay, so they could do a better job. But the NBA, I think it's getting to a point where overkill because they're, the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors are in serious position of not even making the play-in, both teams. Well, it would probably be one or the other. But Warriors. the Lakers, the, the rumor is that, that uh, Darvin Ham, coach of the Lakers, he's on super thin ice right now. Who are they going to bring in? Oh, Kenny Smith. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, just joking. No, I don't know what it is because... Well, he, he fucked up the locker room, it sounds like. Yeah, they've had some issues. And, and him and, and the way that LeBron talked to him a couple times on the side, which was brought up by Doc Rivers, who's coached for years, all he said was body language and, and look at the faces. And yeah. he said, that's not a good sign. Well, it all started with, like, it sent, like uh, D'Angelo Russell's in his doghouse, and I think that's causing a big rift. They want him back on the floor. He's not getting time to play. Yep. But D'Angelo's a funny guy, but I think he should be on the floor. If not on the floor, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, give him going. an opportunity to play out of it. Yeah. Like he hasn't seen the starting lineup since, like, what, mid-December? And he didn't that. even play last night. Yeah. So what you He's have... He's listed as inactive. Okay, so then they went came down the floor last night. And I'm going to say this. It's too bad the Memphis Grizzlies are wasting a season from my boy John Morant. Because he's turning out to be not only one of the most aggressive players in the league... He's very unselfish at times. If they can get wins, they might have a chance at the play-in. What are they now, though? Still seven games under five hundred. Worse. Yeah, okay. 10? Uh, 12. Ah, uh, that's a long road yeah, back. Yeah, but the teams you're chasing are under five hundred too. Well, I, I hope they do, just so we can see them in the playoffs, because that's a great team with uh, Desmond Bain, Jared Jackson Jr., um, the African guy who's all crazy. <laughs> Like and, and and Marcus Smart, yeah, who yeah. is the Brad Marchand of the NBA, 
Yeah, without the, not as much of a bitch though. No, he's not as much of a bitch, but he's just that guy. You want him on your team, but yeah, like he, I do, agree. He does some of the sneakiest, dirtiest shit I see in the NBA. Greatest, because there's a flop rule now. Yeah, you can't tell if Marcus Smart is <laughs> flopping or not. He's got Academy Award. He did a couple times. He ran into LeBron. And looked like someone shot him in the head. And LeBron's looking at him like, if I could bitch slap you right now, I would. It was just, and not only that, he got hot. So, like, he drained, like, I think he had a big night last night, 28 points or something. He was draining threes from the parking lot, which is, you know, my bitch about that. Sure. If you're making him, shoot him. If you're not, go inside. <coughs> in any event, the, the uh, it should be noted on both leagues the NBA and the NHL had great showings on national TV last this week, which makes it better for the sport because we're going to switch to the monolith and the greatest league in the world and what they did to the NBA on Christmas Day. Oh, we talked about oh, that. We did that. How yeah. bad? Well, they were talking about this this week. The, the, the numbers came out. Oh, my God. And who shocked? Nobody. No, well, that's what they're saying. I, I, I like to just tell you the dominance of football, eh? Like the dominance is unbelievable. Like Christmas Day is belongs to the NBA for as long. I mean, they should be happy that uh, the the, uh, the scheduling for football only happens on that about every six or seven right, years. Right. So it'll be saved next year. But the, uh, well, yeah, next year sure, but in a couple of years it might not. It'll be. be back again to them getting a bitch slapped. To if the it end. falls on like a Thursday, a Saturday, a Sunday, or a Monday. Wah, 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 wah. But here's even the interesting thing that the the other thing that must have hurt the NBA because they're saying their 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 ratings are a little bit down. The Winter Classic yeah. got better ratings than uh, some of the games in the NBA. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'd heard. Like, wow. I, 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 like they brought it up because uh, McAfee was so hilarious. Right? He had Jay Will on, and he just kicked the NBA. And oh, by the way, did you see the ratings for the Winter Classic? <laughs> and I just went, whoa! That. By the way, we didn't get to that, but like those Vegas jerseys, awful, what awful. Th They're worse than awful. <laughs> One thing, like, so uh, if you are interested in uh, the, the, we're getting back to hockey for like this but this is a quick thing i want to get to if you're interested at all in like hockey jerseys and all that there's a great youtube channel aesthetics i think you'd really enjoy them aesthetics it's called yeah. he did a video recently where he did um he basically took all the winter classics and put them in a tier list based on like how nice the jersey combined jerseys so it's like the two jerseys were kind of putting there together so he ranked them based on historical significance uh, uniqueness and just like how the colors and it all kind of went well together. Excellent video. Excellent okay, I'm video. Check it out. But uh, the one thing he picks on, which I completely agree with, is they when they kind of go with the off white to make it look vintage. I hate that. I, I hate don't that. Mind that. What? It looks dull. If it's regular white, it looks it looks a lot more sharp. It pops more. It's, it's you have a nice looking uniform. Like and he bashed the St. Louis the two times they were in the Winter Classic for this because they went for that. Looks terrible. I do remember one of the St. Louis ones. Do look looked kind of drab. I will. It's because they use that vintage white. Whatever the case may be, I'm hating. The what happened to regular white? Come on. I hate all the shiny helmets too. But let's continue on with. Uh, I do. I hate the shiny helmets. Even the Leafs wear those bright blue ones. I don't like the shiny helmets. Keep what do you mean the, the Leafs don't have shiny helmets? When they wear those black uniforms the other night, those they helmets. They wear black they, helmets. They, yeah, they look pretty shiny to me. No, those are just regular 
helmets. Can you? Can I go where? Where to go to wear my sunglasses Don't, when I'm watching the TV? That's set. just Vegas and LA that do the oh, chrome God, ones. Just so bad. The LA ones I don't mind because half the time I forget I'm wearing them. The Vegas ones look like shit. But yeah. Okay. So anyways, back to the most important thing that's going to be going on this week, and it's like week 18 of the NFL season. Final week of the regular season, which is kind of uh, bittersweet. Because we're going to have some great, great playoffs, I believe. However, we're also going to have some organized insanity with who's sitting and who's not. So all the gamblers are losing their shit, including me. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think the best storyline of the week, though, and it's absolutely fabulous that the monolith have got this because it's taken them the third year to do it. But you got a situation where the Buffalo Bills are in the playoffs Number two seed to out. Think about that. You could be the number yeah. one seed. Now, they're going to know this by the time they play Sunday night because it's up to the Jags and the Jag game and the, and the Steelers game, what goes on there. So it's not going to matter. But I think they want to win anyway because wouldn't you want to be the number two seed? Of course you do. Two home, home games, games in Buffalo, yeah. Two home games in Buffalo, hoping for the if worst you win weather. The first one. Yeah, and then you get to get them there. But anyways, we got a lot of um, interesting going back and forth in the NFL. Um, one of the things before we talk about what was going on, I want to know your opinion about, we all know that the Chicago Bears have got the number one draft pick overall next year. Yes. There's possibly the, uh, Carolina. the Carolina pick, which is why that owner should be kicked to the curb because he's the biggest dumbass going. But any in his three hundred fifty thousand dollar fine, so could add CJ Stroud too. What's that? They could add CJ Stroud. Now it's come out. Frank Wright and the crew wanted CJ Stroud, but he insisted on taking Bryce, Bryce Young. Yeah. Okay, so now you're the owner, and you just got to feel bad for Bryce Young because he's the one that's getting oh the poor kid to the stick there. You can ruin quarterbacks like that. You know what I mean? If you look down the long line, just in the last 10 years, we're not going to go there because there's too many that got kicked to the curb, which makes me give a lot of credit to Baker Mayfield for hanging in there because he did have a modicum of talent, but he should never have been the first pick overall. But that's another story. No. Bottom line is, if you're Chicago, what do you Actually, do? Mel Kuyper was right there. He said uh, Cleveland should have taken Josh Allen. Oh, everybody did, but yeah. nobody, nobody listened. They would have had Josh Allen. Think about that. In any event, the great conundrum about the NFL is what do you do with with your quarterback, if you can have him on a rookie contract and make him run via Russell Wilson back in the day, Brock Purdy presently. So uh, what does Chicago do? Do they draft a quarterback or do they uh, keep Justin Fields, trade the pick and get two more? One of the rumors is Atlanta's ready to give him two or three first-round picks. For Justin Fields? For, no, oh, for, the for the first, first overall, overall pick. pick. Now, Chicago's got a solid defense, but they got guys that got to sign there. Like, they yeah. lost the guy. He ended up going to um, Baltimore, and he's a great linebacker. They got the kid that's playing corner, which I should have wrote his name down. He's an all-pro now, but they got to play him next year. So what do you do? Do you take the three draft choices and further increase your stature as a defensive team and more starters, which which I'm not happy with as a Lion guy because Chicago's in our division. Mm. Or do you go for the Kaleeb or the Knicks or the Penix Jr. and say, well, we've got a good enough defense and things now that we can use this guy in the next two years to get us to the next level and we don't have to pay him because we can use the money elsewhere, which is the Andrew Milani way of saying that's how you get places. I mean, either way you cut it. I mean, this is a golden opportunity for Chicago. If you're Huge. if you're a fan of that team, this is this is you got to be chomping at the bit. This is so exciting because like either way, they can come out of this looking like real winners this offseason if they play their cards right. But the bottom line is drafting properly. 
The draft is a crapshoot at the yeah. best of times. Well, and plus we have a owner in Chicago that uh, might be a little bit of a problem, should we say? You think? <laughs> Nepotism seems to be an issue in that organization. What you think? <laughs> you think? Okay, <laughs> okay. That, but that's been going on for how many years? Well, that's that's part of my uh, point here. Is that like, do they make the, make the right decision? That's going to be the big question. I really hope they. Well, I, I don't really care because they're in my division. So if they fall back, I don't really care. But I think it's an interesting thing to come up, and then we'll 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 follow it in the future according to what they're going to do. Because what's going to happen is going to depends on whether you're not. Justin Fields rushed for 1,200 yards this year. I suspect he's going to be on his way out, though. People are like, did you hear Surge? Oakland's looking at him. No, I've heard New England's looking at him. I've New heard England. tons of teams are looking at him. But, I mean, I don't know. Where there's smoke, there's fire, I like to say. I think that – I don't think he'll go to New England because that'll be too much confusion. But I want to shout Maybe out Maybe too here. much confusion. Because I think who's going to coach? You're going to bring in a new quarterback, new coach, and all that? I think that – That kind of goes hand in glove, don't you think? They say that, but I'm going to look at it this way. Um, I've been a Tom Brady guy my whole life, you know, Michigan and all that stuff. So when New England was winning, I was happy for Brady all the time. But some of the disrespect I've heard for Bill Belichick in the last couple of weeks has just absolutely blown my mind. Like, they're going to run him out of town? Mm-hmm. How can you do that now? I heard he could be going to the NFC South. That's the rumor. But the Harbaugh is the, the coach of the University of Michigan is the elephant in the room. What he does at the after, after Monday, we're going to find Chargers. out. Chargers. We don't know that. I'm just saying. I heard they're ready to open up their checkbooks, give them the blank check. I agree that that, that, that rumor is, is like rampant, but... Here's, get a chance to work with one of the best up-and-coming quarterbacks in the game. That's too. what you want, and you use them properly. But I don't want to say what big talking head this week said it because they get too much good, bad, and ugly press as it is. But they made a point of saying this, and I'm going, hmm, and you're a New England fan. Do you believe this? The New England fan base is never going to forget forgive Belichick because we now know that Belichick pushed Brady out of town. Hmm. That's a fact. That's yeah. now 100% fact. Went to Kraft. Said, you we kind of figured that was the case, though. But now it's it's it was this this I and mean, that's not a bad thing for Kraft to be thinking because look at Green Bay pushed Aaron Rodgers out of town. Perhaps it's the right move now because Jordan Love is developing mm-hmm. into a franchise quarterback. Okay, so I don't know. It's good, bad, or ugly. Well, that was the problem though. Patriots didn't have the heir apparent on their roster. Oh, Belichick said they did. His name was Jimmy Garoppolo. How'd that work? He out? was already out of town by then, though. But who'd they have coming after? But that was decision by then. No, no. Did they kept Garoppolo? No. No, by the time Brady was out of town, Garoppolo was already long gone. Oh, yeah, they had to because they couldn't pay him both, right? So who was the quarterback left over? Mac Jones. Well, Jack he came Hay. after Brady. So the first year that Brady won in Tampa Bay, who was the quarterback for New England that year? Uh, Cam Newton, we signed him. But oh, like, right. Yeah. Cam Our backup there. with uh, Brady was uh, Brian Hoyer, I believe. And who's still in the league and Cam yep. Newton isn't. I don't know. Cam Newton must have another Carl Lewis-type reputation because there's, like he said, there's not 64 quarterbacks in the NFL that are better than Cam Newton. I agree. You know what I mean? So what has he done? He's burned bridges. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Burn, and then she, maybe he should pipe down on his podcast or whatever. You know what I mean? But in any event, sure. let's get on to the the uh, the facts at hand here. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting weekend because who's sitting, who's going. We're going to look at the point spread. I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb right now and say when we start the playoffs next weekend, the most dangerous team 
after San Francisco and the Baltimore Ravens is going to be the Los Angeles Rams. You heard it here first. I thought you were going to say the Bills. I would have. I would have had to jump on you for that. No, and I think the other team in the in the. Uh, I'll push back on the Rams too because they do not look like the same team that won the Super Bowl. But they weren't even supposed to be here. The NFC, the, the, that wild card's weak, though. You know that. Okay, so at the beginning of the season, who predicted that the Rams would be in the playoffs? I think you're looking at him. Check the tapes. Did you? Let yes, me pull, I, I have I, the, 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 the predictions right please here. Please, right here. It's going to say. I don't think you had the Rams in the playoffs. I bet you I did. Let's take a look. Oh, you actually did. Thank you very much. Okay, I had the Los Angeles Rams in the playoffs. I think they're the scariest team. Nobody wants to play the Rams because even though and 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 they, we might have the Stafford Bowl, which is scaring the living hell out of me. Yeah. Because I've said for years that I thought Matthew Stafford is one of the best quarterbacks. I've, he's well. First of all, I'm biased because he's one of my favorite players of all time. Okay, so I got to put him in that category. But I'm really glad to hear the pundits talking about how great Matthew Stafford was. Amita Kimes has been tuning his horn too all season. Which is a great thing because he had to leave Detroit to win a Super Bowl. And then they said that was all Sean McVay and Cooper Cup and all that shit. And then Stafford got banged up and now he's back. Come on. The guy is unbelievable. You see some of the throws? I seen on a, on um, NFL Network this week they were showing throws that Stafford was making the first three years in Detroit, and they were going. Well, did people forget what? Did they think this guy just pulled these throws out of his pocket in the last <laughs> three years? Now they're preaching preaching to the choir because I've seen every snap that Stafford had on the Lions. Obviously, you know what I mean. Yep. <clears throat> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, Stafford's numbers are just speaking for themselves this year. Like, he's sixth in passing yards, tenth in passing touchdowns. He's been fantastic. And missed two games. Yeah. You know? <coughs> Where is he in uh, passer me. rating? I'm just curious. The guy makes throws. The defense is young and no name, but they've been playing. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Well, I think that's the number one problem for this team, though, is their defense, though. Like, Aaron Donald, he doesn't look like the same player he was a couple years ago. Still solid. 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 But everyone in the playoffs is solid. That's that's what you're going up against, right? I'm thinking that next year, after this playoffs, they'll have more named players. Defense is good. Yeah, like through the draft. Like, you're saying they're going to make names for themselves? This year. Okay. They got four first-rounders. And they're thinking, excuse me. <laughs> How am I dying like that? <laughs> oh my god! Getting all choked up talking about your former boy. <coughs> so it's, it's going to be okay, Cruz. Okay. No, I love Stafford. I think he's going to be a scared thing. We're going to have our playoff preview next year. Uh, you want to get into our power rankings? Yes, I do. Uh, I'll start. <coughs> uh, I mean, the top of our lifts should both be the same, but we'll do this anyways. Top okay. five power rankings going into week eighteen of the NFL season. Let's go, number five. The Dallas Cowboys. Oh, my God. <laughs> Number four. They moved down one spot, but this is more because of the team that passed them more than anything, but the Detroit Lions. Wow. Number three, the Cleveland Browns. Ooh, I had them on my list last week, remember? You did. Uh, number two, San Francisco 49ers. And, of course, number one, the Baltimore Ravens. No Dallas Cowboys? They're in my number five. Oh, okay. So you yeah. got... What did you say? Dallas, yeah. Detroit, Cleveland, San Fran, Baltimore. Okay, so I'm just about the same. <coughs> Sorry, fans. Um, my number five is the Cleveland Browns. Okay. 
My number four is the Detroit Lions. Okay. Who's your number three? Um, I'm going to have to go with, you're not going to, everyone's going to think that I'm absolutely crazy. Don't say the Rams. What? Don't say the Rams. I'm going to say the Kansas City Chiefs. I want to say it here first. No. Yep. Yep. No, they've been. And then San Francisco number two and the Ravens number one. Okay. I can't believe you put Cam- uh, Kansas City in your top five. I'm gonna They've t- been awful. Okay. Offense has been awful. So who else? Uh, other options that I have? Dallas. Okay. Okay, but I'm not trusting Dallas after the Detroit fiasco last week. You're trusting Kansas City after the last few games? Yeah, I do because I think they're going to take this week to let their guys go and they're going to come in and they're going to practice and I'm going because... I'm, I'm worried they're going to be one and done in the playoffs. I already picked them as returned at the preseason <laughs> to win the Super Bowl. They would go twice. I'm not sure I'm going to go this twice, but I'm going to say it here first. Patrick Mahomes is going to validate his greatness even more. Because I don't he's, think he's got the tools to do it with, though. Oh, I think in the playoffs it could all change. His offensive line isn't that great. He's, it's, he's not, it's good enough. And the defense uh, are going to... Debatable, debatable. If those guys make some catches, he is there because their defense... That's a big if, Cruz, because these guys have not been... It's been a, a storyline since day one Okay, so now the, the, per- the percentages are, if you've dropped this much, you got to catch this much. Okay, so I believe this. The percentages have got to come back down to get a little bit more... They can't stay this far in flux. But these guys have proven that they can't make catches, though. I don't think it's going to balance out the say the way you no, say. No, but it does. then they can't stop dropping so many. They'll catch more. I'm just going to go. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say they're going to keep dropping because that's what history's shown us. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to put this as an example like this. If I just switch over the other night, Mike, if you're wa- listening to the game and we we're talking about this and we we're talking about percentages in context of the game. Um, I think it was the Memphis and whoever game, but every time a guy went up for a three, I'd say no, yes, no. Yes, and out of the 10 that I picked, I had eight right. You know why I did it? Because I was looking at the percentages. The oh. and No, the rhythm too, in rhythm, was huge. But then I already looked and I said one of them was Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain was 0 for 5 on three-point shots. That guy thinks sinks threes. The next time he was going up for a couple shots, I'll take Bain. Bang, they went in. Okay, so what I'm saying is that these guys have dropped enough passes. It's time to catch one. I don't think it's that simple, though. Uh, I don't know. Uh, um, Kelsey's dropped a couple of uncharacteristic balls this year. You think he's going to do that in the playoffs? Pacheco, Maybe. Pacheco's coming he's being, back. He's being drained by his uh, skinny uh, we're not blonde gonna, girlfriend. We're not going to go there. We're not by the gonna... way, I'm going to throw this out here. So Kansas City, I think they're going to poots out in the playoffs. I don't see them making past the division round. Him and Taylor Swift... This is gonna. I don't wish this upon them, but I think there's gonna be a messy breakup. Kelsey's gonna come back better than ever. He's gonna win a Super Bowl MVP the next season. Woo! So we're, <laughs> we're gonna get a song out of it. Isn't that how it works? Oh, two. I hope. Uh, <laughs> that's just crazy. I'm not a big Kansas City fan. What I base my my thing is I watch a lot of football and I watch history. Hence the reason I picked the Rams to make the playoffs because they were a Super Bowl team two years ago. And I'm saying they had a lot of the same core. They had the Super Bowl hangover maybe. Hmm. Stafford was banged up. And a few things did go Well, their defense was a lot better than expected. Okay, there you go because of the four first-round picks in the the draft there. So I'm saying when you look at it from a long term, the only one that I really screwed up, and if you look at my playoff picks, is we couldn't pick the South. 
the NFC South. What a mess that is. No I mean, what. there's a chance either of us are still right there. I know, but I'm not. I, I I'm just <laughs> saying. I, bu- I bought. I bought a lottery ticket too. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm going to stick with my power rankings though, because I'm going to say wait now till the, the end. Of the, we'll know in the playoffs next year. Well, because the power rankings next year, I mean, next week should be about the same. Because a lot of these games you, don't matter. Are we still do power rankings next week? You think? Well, yes and no, but what's the point of going to be doing them? Because That's now what, play, yeah, you're in the playoffs. It's the playoffs now, so it doesn't really matter. Just I'm 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 putting them in now, Kansas City, on the premise that I'm going to be proven right when they win a couple games. Because I almost still put Philadelphia in, because I still think Philadelphia can tie their shoes a little bit tighter. Yeah, they're one of those teams like they're that, a little that, messy that too. That Arizona game, like come oh on. my god, that come was on. a disaster. That game was in their laps. Ready and to just go. Say, here they just you had go. to finish it up in the second half. Here you go. Clean it up. Here, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy New Year. It was I think horrible. I Arizona a big Christmas gift. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it was, I, I was stunned. To be honest opinion, I that was. That changed my fantasy league. That ended up being the difference. Wow. Yeah. Well, it was just crazy. I could not. I, I was blown away. Like, this is a team that just came from the Super Bowl? Yep. Come on. And you oh, they, but, the, but there's been kind of cracks kind of showing themselves all season. From game one, even like when Philly looked... When the record was there for Philly, there were people like, oh, I don't know, there's some cracks in the armor there. And they won some games that were rather whatever. But I want to say this, okay? You hear it all week, okay? If if, uh, uh, Scanling doesn't drop that thing, Kansas City beats... um, Kansas City beats... Detroit week one. Okay, he doesn't drop the ball. He dropped the one against Philadelphia. Kansas City would have won that game. If Tony's line was up one more foot, they would have beat Buffalo. All of that stuff. Luck goes both ways. You got to be good with a little bit of luck to get there. But sure. t- I, I don't want to talk about those games in the past because that's just the way they played out. So you're going to say, what if? What if? Well, if I had got six numbers last night instead of one, I'd be a millionaire right sure. now. So, like, stop that nonsense there. You have to go by what happens in the moment and go on, which is why... Buffalo is in the position they are in because they puked up some games earlier in the year that they should never have puked up, and now they're like on the borderline of being number two to number seven, which tells you how fraudulent a lot of teams are like the Miami Dolphins. You know what I mean? I hate the Dolphins anyway, so I hope they – I think that they're – Speaking of one and done. I think the <laughs> Dolphins are in big trouble. Although if they play Kansas City <laughs> week, that, one, week one of the playoffs, that should be very interesting. If the weather's bad, Miami's done. I do like their coach. I do like their attitudes. I like mm. what they're doing, but they're just – They're fun to watch on offense. And they're fun to watch, but I just don't think that they have the intestinal fortitude to uh, go on. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, what we're going to have to do right now, because this is kind of an off week to do things, we still have to pick. Well, there's one more thing we got to get to. What's that? That Detroit-Dallas game. Oh. Okay. First of all, I am now the biggest supporter of MCDC you can possibly find. MCDC? Motor City Dan Campbell. (laughs) Come on, cut to the chase. You are you have one pride, baby. This is Detroit City we're talking you about. You can't just throw around these acronyms like people are going to know what you're talking about. That's because they're not in Detroit. Anybody in the Detroit area <laughs> well, knows. Well, we're a Toronto MCD- show, sir. Okay, well, anyways, MCDC. If you know, now you know. Everybody out there, if you got it straight, if you hear MC... Motor City Dan Campbell. That's the first time you heard it? That's the first time I've heard that. Well, that's because I'm such a devout Lions fan. Yeah. They've, been, they've been calling him that since about midseason now. MCDC. I love it. Absolutely love it. Okay, so here's what happened here. First of all, the crew has now been demoted. Yes. 
Too little, too late. This is the second time this has happened to the Detroit Lions. Let me tell you the, the most other most egregious call I've ever seen in my life. And it's come up. Thank you, Dan Orlovsky. People forget 2014, Brent Perryman, with a perfect pass from Matt Stafford, got mugged, mm-hmm. took his head off, stole his jock and stomped on him, threw the flag. Referees got together, picked the flag up. If Detroit kicks a field goal, they win the playoff game. In Dallas. In Dallas, in Jerry's world again. So now we get this year later, and we're saying, we've all seen the videotape. We, the, before the game, they explained to the – and everybody, they say they, they changed the rules because of Belichick. I didn't know Bill, Belichick was doing this 10 times a game. <laughs> it's come out now, eh? They go, what do you mean? Belichick does it all the time. The refs know. He gives them a lineup of things. And then they said Belichick would just do it and not use it. Just to play with the defense. That's why Belichick's the greatest coach of all time with all the maneuverings that he has done. So everybody knows. Now, what has happened? They said, well, they ran three guys over and uh, Sewell got in the way. So which guy was it? And they said, oh, well, the umpire made a mistake. He should have called 70 instead of 68 or whatever the case may be. Gets back to our original premise. Referees should be full-time employees doing it all year going off season to study the bullshit mistakes they yeah. made and if we had a one not game we would have a chance of being the number two seed chance at the number one well no San yeah, Francisco no no but like if but like if you guys won that game then we would have put pressure Fran- like a, yes yes yeah okay yeah, I, I, okay yeah we, we could have had a shot at it but that's not neither here or there now what I'm saying is this is why I like MCDC is and everyone called them out have you heard the Detroit interview this week on the local area when he went on TV and he called the guys out tell me what you're thinking the goal is kind of well then good you said it we're going to do it anyway he told the team everybody was behind him he goes if we go down and score we're going to go for two for no matter what I love a coach like that that's now the culture in Detroit Mm -hmm. we're going for it we're a physical team who bangs and goes for it. We got O-line, D-line that are... Most aggressive team on fourth down in the league. There you go. But And, and sometimes they say it's a little reckless, but a lot of those... Have that, been... That's my problem with it. It's a bit of a double-edged sword. Sure it is, because sometimes... Like, it... At the end of the game there, the Dallas-Detroit one, like, after the third time, like, okay, maybe just go for one point. Go MCDC. for the tie, go for overtime. MCDC. Okay, I, I was saying I was sitting on my chair going, well, yeah, okay, yeah, but I said I I, I was did. watching that game with a bunch of buddies, and we're like, after a certain point, we're like, they're still going for two? Like, come on. That is. Come on. That's the blueprint of your team, though. You're going to stop then? Like, if we didn't go, oh, then, okay, we acquiesce. There's a lot on the line. Huge, huge. But if we got it, if we had got the original play, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I get that. Okay, so that's the problem right there. So I'm just saying this. I'm defending MCDC. Did you guys get that? You know what it stands for? Let's get it straight. Because I'm going to tell you this much. Everybody that's out there that has freaking kicked the Detroit Lions to the curb for all these years, more power to you. For all the Lions fans that are out there bitching, go to hell. We're 11 and 5, people. We're 11 and 5. Yep. I want to know how many times in my lifetime we won 11 games. Okay. Um, okay, I'll get to that later. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We can search this up easily. I no, stop computer. it. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. It's all good. Okay? Like, don't kill me. But does this really count? It's a 17. Uh, <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, it's 16 games. Can't we win 11? I don't know. It's it's not very often that we have won 11 games. Let's put it that way. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going through. So 2014, the infamous uh, pick up the flag. That was the last time it happened. That's what I'm saying. Before that, I think it was Barry Sanders' days. 1991. You guys were 12 and 4. Okay, that's what I'm saying. And what's in between there? None. We had a couple 10 win seasons, no 11 game seasons. And then, oh boy. Before Stop that, you got to go to 1962. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So when I hear my Detroit Lions brethren bitching, I say shut up. Like what? So we've had three 11 game seasons in my lifetime. Uh, all time with the Detroit Lions. That's it. That's what I'm saying. So people remember this. This is 11-win season that we got. And when we win tomorrow, it will be 12. Actually, in your complete franchises, I guess you have five. But one of them, you were the Portsmouth Spartans. Yeah, well, that was, yeah. So I don't know if that counts. No, no. There weren't weren't any playoff games in 1931. No, and that was that. Portsmouth is like, um, you come down, you know, where where Lake Michigan comes down at the very end. Right, right. It's like one of those. It would be like uh, playing in Oakville. Right, okay. Oakville to Toronto. Instead of calling it Toronto, there'd be the Oakville Argonauts kind yeah, of Yeah, Minnesota Vikings colors. That's just weird. I don't know how that happened either. Like, we switched over. But when old man Ford stepped in, he just changed everything. Yeah, Detroit Lions, then you got the silver and blue. Yeah, that was it. We, we, and we were the silver rush for years. That's why we wear those stupid silver yoga pants. You know what I mean? So want to make our picks. Show's dragging on a little long in a good way. Yeah, uh, good- also a quick... Uh, Screw you or whatever to the Carolina Panthers owner for throwing the drink. What what do you do about an owner that does that, really? What do you do? First of all, I heard well, it best. We, he should be the same standard as the fans, same standard as the players. Sure, you, you come into that arena, you behave a certain way. Exactly, but what do you do with an owner? They find him $350,000. You know what that's like? Me finding $20 in my <laughs> pants when I clean the laundry and go, oh, my God. I lost 20. <laughs> Come on. You know what I mean? Like the money, this guy, I, I just found out, you know, he's like the second richest owner in the NBA. NFL. I mean, NFL. Like I did not know. I, I know when he came into the league, he was a big money guy, the hedge fund guy and all that stuff. Sure. But he, he's like the second. Insane. Wow. Uh, let's get to the games. Okay. First up, a couple Saturday night games or yes. Saturday games, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Believe it or not, Pittsburgh is favored because Baltimore is going to be resting a bunch of guys. Pittsburgh by three is the spread. I'm going to take the Steelers. They're hungry for this one. Baltimore. Is it in Baltimore? It's in Baltimore. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to say this. I love Mike Tomlin. Baltimore is going to – I'm going to take – I'm saying Baltimore will find a way to win this game. Wow. Yep. Uh, Houston at – oh, and Baltimore signed Dalvin Cook, too. I don't know if we caught that, too. Another (laughs) – the rich get richer, right? There you go. Anybody could have had him, though. That's why I'm saying he was out there. I didn't know other teams that might need a running back. Yeah, but, I mean, why not hit your wagon to uh, a team with a good Super Bowl chance, right? That's true, too, because it was his decision. Yeah, he was a free agent. Uh, Houston at Indianapolis. Houston Houston favored by two and a half on the road. I've – Talk shit about Indianapolis a lot in this show, and I'll continue to do it. Give me Houston on the road. This is a very interesting game because one team's going home. This determines the playoff spot. Yeah. And if Jacksonville loses, this is the, the NFC, or AFC South winner. So I'm going to say, who would you rather have, Gardner Minshew or C.J. Stroud? Hmm. Okay, so you know who my pick is. <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers. Fox all day. Tampa only favored by four and a half on the road, despite them playing for their playoff lives in Carolina. Give me Tampa Bay. Because Tampa Bay's done weird shit. When they should have won, they didn't. And then when they didn't, they, you know. Carolina. 
Division game. Fair. But I Fair. say I say Bucks are going to win anyway because Carolina have all got their tickets to go on vacation. Yeah. They're all they're just waiting. They clean out the lockers. Sure. Limousines waiting. Straight to the Bahamas. Uh, this is the only game I didn't pick so far coming into this one. Cleveland at Cincinnati. Cleveland, another team just resting a bunch of starters. Miles Garrett, Joe Flacco, Amari Cooper, all non-participants among a few others. Cincinnati favored by a touchdown. That's seven points at Cincinnati's home. favored? Yeah. Taking Cleveland all day because you know what's going to happen? A lot of guys on Cincinnati are going to be making business decisions. <laughs> And you know what that means, right? But they're also playing for contracts, though, don't you think? The biggest thing is is that what we don't understand is they're all playing for incentives. Yeah. I seen it on uh, Good Morning Football the other day, which I, I was absolutely fascinated by. You forget how much money are incentives today. There's a guy that if he gets 25 more snaps, gets a half a million. You get 20 more yards... You get a half a million. Yeah. So we don't know all Yeah, the, we don't know that information. Well, there was a show that, if you looked it up, they had a whole list of incentives that would be as long as a freaking telltale tape. But that's an interesting thing. So I really wish I'd know which incentives are going in, but I'm still taking Cleveland. Yeah, uh, this one, I think it's going to be a backdoor cover. I think Cleveland, I think Cincinnati's going to win, but I think Cleveland keeps it close. So okay. give me the Browns. Okay. Uh, Minnesota at Detroit. Detroit favored by three and a half at home. Give me the Lions. All day. And they're playing most people. And they... Because they're, they're playing for seeding. And not only that, there is... is uh, what did MCDC say? This is fuel for the fire after last week. Okay. So they want to make a statement. So... And Minnesota's checking out. Yeah. Yeah. Another know. one that's got the limos ready. Yeah. Uh, New York... Jets at the New England Patriots. Patriots only favored by two at home despite owning New York for the past, like, five, six years. Give me New England. If Pats don't win today, everything about the organization is going to be fraudulent to me because that's the fans and the base. This should be for Belichick. I do believe he's coming back, but just in mm, case. That might be his last game with the, the Patriots. Oh, yeah. So I, I expect a lot of shit to go on today, tomorrow, and one of them is a win. Yeah. Uh, a game that could be for a division title with some help. Atlanta at the New Orleans Saints. If Tampa Bay loses, this will be for the NFC South Championship. New Orleans favored by three at home. Give me the Saints. I have to because Atlanta's been fraudulent because if you go back and check the thing, I predicted Atlanta to win the division, yep. didn't I? But Atlanta likes loves to beat themselves more than any other team. So, no, And the owner just loses his shit every year. What's this? <laughs> um, the uh, Home Depot guy. Yeah. But anyway, he just loses his shit all the time. I love the guy, but... Cheap concessions in Atlanta. You got to love that. What's that? Cheap concessions. Because he he loves the fans. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. Jacksonville playing for the division title, favored by four on the road. Give me Jacksonville. Tennessee sucks the big one. I'm taking Titans in the points. You're going to be surprised. Gable is going to be playing for pride, and that's a division game. Do you think they win it? A late, late field goal by Jacksonville, and they win. Four and a half, they win by three. Okay. Taking Titans in the points. Seattle at Arizona. Seattle playing for their playoff lives, favored by three on the road against the Cardinals. Give me Seattle. Uh, I have a funny feeling after last week, everyone said that Arizona stole the game from Philadelphia. I think that Kyler Murray is playing for a little bit of pride. Mm. Their okay. defense is a little bit better. I'm expecting an the upset of the day to be the Arizona Cardinals. Okay, upset of the day. Cruz puts his badge on it. Chicago at Green Bay. Green Bay, another team playing for their playoff lives, favored by three at home. I think they own the Bears last time I checked, so I'm taking Green Bay. This could be the most competitive game all day. 
I really think because the Bears are going to show up. Fields wants to show yep. what he's worth, so he's going to play. But the Packers have to win. So I'm going to at Lambeau. Can't at be Lambeau. two in the years puking it up at home. Because last year they puked up against Detroit. Remember, can't do it two years in a row. Oh, yes. I okay. remember that. That was the final game of the season last yes. year, too. Green Bay win and you're in. Yep. Lose, you're out. Lost. Kansas City Chiefs at the L.A. Chargers. Chargers favored by three and a half at home since Kansas City is going to be resting Mahomes. I actually like the Chargers in this one. Not me. No, I'll take Kansas City all day. I just put them on my power rankings, remember? Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I don't know. You take away Mahomes plus all those garbage receivers. Blaine Gabbert, man. Blaine Gabbert, Is baby. that supposed to inspire confidence? I think that the L.A. guys have already checked out. They've checked out. Yeah, but out. We have, there's guys that are going to be there playing for contracts. Incentives. Either incentives. way. Either incentives, way. okay. Uh, Denver at the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders favored by three at home. Give me the Raiders all day. I'd, if I had seven points, I'd take the Raiders. <laughs> that whole Denver thing has turned into a fiasco, Shit eh? show. Oh, unbelievable. Uh, L.A. Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. Both these teams resting a bunch of players. San Fran already confirmed that Brock Purdy and uh, Christian McCaffrey are going to be rested. L.A. is going to be resting uh, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, uh, Aaron Donald, among others. I'm taking San Fran. You have to now. You just have to. I don't like that, but... You have to. Nobody's going to be playing that game. It's going to be lifeless. Yeah, it could be one of the worst games of the day. Lifeless, yep. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants. Philly favored by five and a half on the road. Trying to improve their standing. I'm going to take Philly. All day because they got to make a statement. We're ready for the playoffs. Especially after last week. Yeah, so let's just crush them and see. And if they don't beat the Giants, then they're... they're <laughs> I don't care if it's in New Jersey, but... I don't care if it's yeah. in my backyard. Come on. <laughs> Uh, Dallas at the Washington Commanders. Dallas trying to hang on to that number two seed in the NFC East Championship. Favored by 13 on the road. This one screams backdoor cover to me. I'm taking the Commanders. I think that Dallas is going to pull it out just because. I think they're going to run up the score. Wow. That's a, Even though it's a division game, I might change it tomorrow when I go to make my bet. I'd probably take them Washington on one, but it's another game. You're no, right. I, sorry. But, I mean, yeah, you know what you're saying about the backdoor cover, division game? I in can Washington. see them being up but big by halftime and then just resting guys second half, and then yeah. Washington starts to pull it close. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'll still take Dallas. And last but not least, for the AFC East Go, Championship, Buffalo, Buffalo Go, Bills at the Buffalo. Miami Dolphins. Bills favored by two and a half on the road. Go, I'm taking the Bills, and Buffalo. it sounds like you are too. Go, Buffalo. I've always had Bills love. I think they're going to come out and crush them. Absolutely crush, crush Miami. them in Miami. Crush them. Well, we all remember the last time they played in Miami, how that one. I think that's probably still fresh in the minds of the Bills as well. Last time they, they won, didn't they? No, it was that one that they blew uh, on the last play. Or at least it was the one uh, last year's regular uh, oh season. Oh, yeah, last year, yeah. But this year they crushed them in their house. In Buffalo. Yeah. I'm saying the last time they were in Miami. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to wait and see. Anyways, anybody, if you're gambling on the games tomorrow, good luck because it's the toughest week to gamble in uh, uh, football. Everywhere I've read, yep. even the betters, like the, the so-called experts, everybody's flipping. Who do you take? Who's sitting? Who's got incentives? Are they playing at home? Is it a division game? Yep, yep. You know, will it go around in circles? Okay. Now, I think our show's run a little bit long. So before I end, I just... Oh, an update 
Calgary up one nothing on Philly in the second period. Ooh, there you go. Nice call. Jonathan buddy. Huberto, the bitch himself scored. Oh, here we go. Uh, big shout out to Shannon Sharp for doing the interview with Cat Williams. Yeah, I got to watch that. I've watched a bunch of it. It's going to it's just uh, if you ever know who Cat Williams is, the guy's an insane sports fan. That's why I'm bringing it up. But he's also very articulate and very smart and I believe a lot of things that he said. In the thing, and I want to congratulate Shannon Sharp for turning into the interviewer that he has become. Very well, he, good. He's uh, he's very good. He's, he's most very, excellent, very and he's been on there. So if you really want to be entered, it is long, by the way, people. It's two and a half hours. Well, that's the way podcasting is now. If you know by listening to that, yeah, that happens. Happens. there you go. So, anyways, we're going to get our little section here, and it's called uh, the Gospel According to Cruz. And I got a few things to say today. Okay. Can we start off with our beloved Toronto Blue Jays and what's going on in Toronto now? What's going on? Nothing. First and uh, first and foremost, we won't get to the six hundred million they're going to throw out there. I'm just finding it a little bit curious why so many free agents are still on the market, and it's January 6, twenty twenty four, when we're about forty five days from spring training opening. Correct. Absolutely. Okay. So let's not get to that right now. Let's just talk to what has really irritated the living hell out of me. Two people that were associated with the Toronto Maple Leafs had interviews today. One was Ross Atkins. Blue Jays. Blue, Blue Jays. Jays. One was Ross Atkins, and the other one was Scott Kiermeyer. I have not heard... Kiermeyer. Whatever his name is, he just pissed me off. Anyways, I when I when as you well know, here at the house that happens, we follow the... Toronto Blue Jays religiously because we are Toronto centric. One of the things that this guy said, Akins, is, and it made me sick, is that he goes, We are going to improve our standing in the league this year internally. What? Internal what? We're, what internal thing are you going to show to me that's going to make me say that the Blue Jays are going to go farther in the playoffs? What Number hitting? Number one is, it's not going to be the fan experience because every time they talked about the, the product on the field, he jetsoned back to the more fan appeal that the, the Rogers Center is going to be because of the continuing construction. When is ever the fan experience won a baseball game? Number one. Never in my life have I heard the fan experience get a batter out in, thir- in, the, in the ninth I mean, inning. I'm sure it's helped once in the... Never in a, I've never baseball. seen the fan experience hit a two-run double in the bottom of the night to win the game. Never seen any of that. So this fan experience stuff, I'm great, great for it. When I go down there and, it, and it, it's more b- baseball enticing, I'm good Less with like a that. Ball machine, whatever the case may be, I'm good with that. Number two is this: Scott Kiermaier came on and said, "We are going to be the team that hits our way to a better season." Whoa, 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 wait. All you've done is you hit a no-hit second baseman to come in there for number two. Number two. Scott Kiermaier, I'm very happy that you said you're Kevin pr- Kiermaier. Kevin, whatever his name is, he just pissed me off. I'm glad he, he's proud to be the best number nine hitter in base, position player in baseball. He says, if that's my position, I will be the best number nine hitter in baseball. That's admirable for you to say that. When you strike out with two outs... In the bottom of the seventh, when we need a run, I don't care if you're number nine hitter or number two. I want to hit, buddy. So don't cop out on, oh, I was a number nine hitter. wasn't my turn to hit. Screw you. It doesn't matter to me because right now we've got so many holes. First of all, why don't we go out and get Josh Hader? He's sitting out there. Why don't we improve our bullpen? If Romano is our number one guy going into this season, I'm nervous. Number two, our defense has been up and down um, 
No, our defense has been pretty solid, but you're going to take away a gold glove third baseman like Chapman. I don't know what's going on there. Does they don't want to pay him the money? He's sitting out there. Who's going to be helping us on the DH situation? We got Justin Turner sitting there. Worst case scenario, bring in Votto for a hometown thing. It'll be good in the dugout and continue on. And I think he wants to come here. I don't know. It's up in the air. And another thing is, is Manoa in as good a shape as everybody's saying he is? And I'm hoping so because I'm hoping for the big Alex Manoa comeback. But Alex most Manoa. The number one thing we have to consider is we got all this money coming up on the team. Um, very soon with the Bo Pichette, Vladimir Guerrero. I hope those guys went out for dinner a lot during the offseason, which I doubt. Because they're di- di- diametrically opposed about the way they come to the park and present yes, their yes. game. So that's going to have to be justified. So as a Toronto Blue Jay fan, I am very, very, very worried about where we are going as a team. And we are big market team that should be doing more we are going to spend 600 million on otani throw that thing around we got justin turner we got hoskins we got hater there's a list of guys out there that would improve this team immensely because here's what people don't understand in the history of sports and if i may steal this little quote it goes like this ross atkins listen closely Success is not owned. It is leased. And guess what? The rent is due. Okay? And on that note, I want to just say, Andrew, we may have been long. This is another great show. People are listening. We're saying as good as anybody I've heard on the national sports scene anywhere in North America. I'm putting our show on that table right now. Hell yes. You know what I'm saying, bro? Hell yes. Did we say Happy New Year to our fan base? Yes, we did. If you're listening, Happy New Year. Hope this year brings you all, everything you could want and more. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Number one, you. please bring more civility and positivity to the planet because we got a lot of issues in the world that are affecting everybody, and we only hope to make it better. But most importantly of all, we'll never forget each and every one of you out there that's listening to our show. We can't say thank you enough. Right, bro? Thank you so much. This is the house that happens. My name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Maliney. And you know what we do? We keep, keep the, the vibe, vibe alive. alive. You can find the house that happens on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, Boomplay, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The House That Happens, and follow us on Twitter at House Happens. You can also shoot us an email at thehousethathappens at gmail.com.